Who doesn't love it? Who doesn't love it? Put your hands up. What are you? Are you not appreciating? I. Who doesn't appreciate? Put your hands up if you don't appreciate. <laughs> I made it. I'm dedicated. I was sick all day. I put on 20 sweaters and just sweated it out. I cannot be stopped. Try again. Try and poison me again. How you guys doing? I hope you had a great weekend. Um... As much as you can. As much as you can. Especially if you're a, uh, you know, Canadian nationalist-minded person like, uh, you know, myself and many others around here. Uh, It's hard. It's hard to have a good anything when you live in such a place. It's, It's like insulting to the senses. It hurts your brain, your eyes, your ears. All the senses are really offended. You know, they're really trying to get them all. If they could find ways to... Um, you know, just put you in mental anguish while you were sleeping in your dreams. If they could beam woke nonsense and complete, you know, boomer waffen idiocy into your brain while you were sleeping, I'm sure they would pursue that too, because there's just no end to it. It's really, it's fucking outrageous. How are you guys? And we are, yeah, we're back on YouTube somehow. Um, for a minute, this will be, this will be banned without, you know, much, much ado. I'm sure I've already seen a few people like, how long, have, how long is this? Oh, where'd you go? Well, well, I didn't go anywhere. I've been going nonstop this whole time, but you insist on staying on the platform that gives pedophiles money and bans everything and doesn't allow anybody to tell the truth about anything. And and I don't use it for music videos or, um, you know, teenagers in their underwear dancing around or, you know, any of the other things that you do, basically grooming people to be over-sexualized pedophile perverts and freaks and so on. Um, that's, I guess, if that's what you want YouTube for, that's, that's what you can use it for. But any of the other things, like a lot of the stuff that we're interested in, um, yeah. Is entropy going down already? Is it doing that to me? No, somebody's just, somebody's just complaining. Uh, all of these other platforms like entropy, right? And, uh, rumble as well. Um, you know, rumble's not perfect, but it's pretty good. And it's, it's, Odyssey is even better than that as far as what they'll let you uh, what they'll let you talk about and not um, come down on you for it and uh, the, the list trails off after that we're also on kick.com um, t- every, everywhere twitch it's it's everywhere on the website on ragingdissident.com it's floating above my head every hour and minute I've been sitting here since I got out of jail and even before that I was in jail it's been in the same place forever if you don't know where to find any of it I don't know what to tell you it can't be more simple and if I have to explain it, I don't know if I want to. You know, I don't know if I want to. Where, where, where is it? Where did you go? I don't want you to find me. It's a minor IQ test, you know, and it's just easier this way. So we're still there until it uh, bans me again, and I'll just make another one. I don't know how many channels I need to make, but uh, it doesn't matter. And, of course, all the other places. Odyssey, like I said, Rumble, Entropy, so on, so forth. And you can download the audio if you want, if you want to listen to it while you do things. Um, (laughs) I tried to get the package where you can upload the video, but it's, well, it's quite expensive. 
Um, but it the time it would take, I would be up till six in the morning every night just make it because it takes hours to upload uh, these things, and you got to be there to click confirm and blah blah. I got to export and render everything, so it's just you know. You don't need it that way. But you can get it on Spotify and Podbean and all these other things on audio. And it's got over 500 and a quarter, 525,000 downloads, just the audio, because it's so unpopular. And this is also amidst how much banning and censoring and canceling. I'm not even allowed to have a bank account. My pension's been turned off. Like, just any way means available at all to stifle me has been pursued up to and including killing me. I mean, I don't think they were in on it. They were just, you know, angry, you know, methed out criminal gangster natives that wanted to stab me because the tv said so but you know it is a side effect i'm sure that the anti-hate network uh, was praying for and hoping for but you know it didn't work it didn't work out the way you wanted you know sometimes that's life isn't it all right quite a weekend a lot of crazy things happen satoshi what's up sir i'll start with you he says uh Satoshi Ape and Real Donald T. Appreciate it. He says, Christine Anderson is still rolling around laughing to respond about the train seals. Uh, I there's a, there's a lot to talk about with that, or at least I do. I have a lot of thoughts about that, and I have seen zero people say any of them. So you're probably going to be, I don't know, surprised, but they just got it wrong again. Everyone got it wrong again. Uh, and by everyone, I mean everyone in Parliament, every, the media, all these, the CPC supporters. Like you're, you're all wrong again. You're all stupid. You're all missing the point. You're all immature children. You're all driven by fear. You're all a bunch of emotional babies. You're all a bunch of pusillanimous. You're pussies. You're cowards and babies. That's that's you. And uh, that's why you always make these terrible calls and takes and say the wrong dumb thing all the time. And. Uh, what can you do? It's very exhausting. I don't even. I didn't even really say much because I just. What do you even say? What do you say? It's like the the movie Idiocracy. I need like a team. I need a Jamie. I need a whoever Alex Jones has somebody. This would be the part where Idiocracy would just start playing on another screen, but in like silence while I rant over it. So you you know, nice little nice little. Things like that for the ADHD generations we have now, where you have to constantly have some kind of bl- flashing, blinking light, or somebody jingling keys, or somebody with their titties out for people to pay attention for longer than six seconds. <laughs> it's like in that movie where the the stupidity and ignorance is so overwhelmingly off the scale that it's like standing in front of a tsunami, where you're like, it's not, this isn't worth my time right now. It's it's so bad. All right, what else? Rumble, how's everybody doing over there? Um, this platform seem, does seem to be working out uh, fairly well. Can of worms opener. I like that. What kind of cans of worms are you going to open with this super chat? Says, my wife said we can't afford to send any more foreign aid. Good luck with the finale. Thank you, sir. I expect the finale to be in like 20 years. This is going to be a long time. We have a lot, of, a lot of ground to cover. We've got a lot of commies to smash and things to... Things to do. Um, I'm sorry. Just let me catch, run through all of these other. It, I have like seven chat windows up right now. I, I'm only. Focused. If you want to get in, you know, you're gonna have to do it through Rumble or Entropy or Odyssey, and uh, send send it that way. You, yeah, that's right. That's right. You have to pay for it. <laughs> Otherwise, I'm not reading it because there's too many. There's thousands of people watching this. I don't have. I can't keep up with it. It's not important. What is important is how stupid this place is and how much I'm gonna. Yell about it. <laughs> 23 seasons. It's infinite seasons. Infinite seasons. Forever and ever. Until we've 
until we succeed. Um, all right, I'm just going in circles now. All right, what's up? What's going on, guys? How was your weekend? How was it? Was it terrible? Was it good? Um, here's a, a joke. This beard. We can start with. <laughs> I guess Derek played this the other night. This beard is an Amish beard. Abraham Lincoln beard. It's also Muslims wear this beard without the mustache. So the first time I saw my barber, a Muslim guy named Ali, I'm clearly referring to this, but I didn't say it. But I said to him, man, we got something in common. He goes, oh, you also hate the Jews? (laughs) I said, Jesus Christ, man, apparently we got two things in common. (laughs) Not bad. (laughs) Oh, that Muhammad, you know, he's pretty anti-Semitic, that guy, you know. Refugees, welcome. Bring them out. These people have no idea what they're talking about. These these liberal-minded people. Like, they, okay, we'll start with this. This is where we're gonna go first. I'm just, I'm having trouble deciding where to like to unpack all this stuff. Is just, it's it's really something else. I think Fairy found this one. Where is it? Is this the guy? Yeah. Should we just? I'm here now. I'm fucking here now. Let's just. Let's just do this for fuck's sake. Stupid, stupid country making me talk about stupid things. <laughs> so as you may well, as most of the world is now aware, 98-year-old, I don't remember the guy's name, doesn't matter, Waffen-SS officer of the Ukrainian 14th uh, uh, Waffen-SS division was given a standing ovation by everyone in the House of Commons. Very, very... <laughs> It's funny for so many reasons, and it's infuriating for so many reasons, and it's none of them are probably the reasons most people are thinking, because they're just emotionally reacting to everything, like always. Um, but this is one that I find really interesting. Uh, just watching Twitter the last... It's been fun. It's been, fa- it's been fascinating. This is one that uh, Fairy found from somebody named uh, Mike Gibbs. And he's got he, him. Make, sh- make sure. Make sure you, you respect it. You respect the he, him hustle. The pronoun hustle. This guy's, you know, Be- because now the conservative party with their their followers are every bit as stupid as the liberals. They're just sheep people that don't, they can't think. Their followers, they're not meant to think. They're just drone, you know, low information, low IQ, low, you know, they don't care. They're very naive and bored and they're going to get the libs it. But they've seized upon this opportunity, which totally... They are also, if anyone is guilty of anything because they clapped for a guy, well, all of your people did too because it was the whole building, right? So, but this is somehow now the liberals' fault. Whatever. Okay. But because they're perceived Nazi opposition, because who are the right-wing people, according to the extreme left, you know, people that would have a rainbow flag and pronouns in their, in their fucking name, right? They would say that the right, they're the Nazis, right? You know, they're Trump-adjacent. They're they're Nazi, you know, orbiting. They're they're all of these things, right? Because the Nazis are bad, and they would always virtue signal this way. But now, now that they have been uh, found to be, you know, criticized in the same manner, they're there applauding a fucking Waffen SS officer. Now all of a sudden, oh well. Actually, bro, there's levels to this. Oh, is there? Do tell. 
Mike Gibbs says, Canada, among others, among Great Britain and the United States and others, lit hundreds of thousands. Uh, it's It might be in the millions, but sure. Hundreds of thousands of children, mothers, civilians on fire. Oh, he says just, Dres- yes, in Dresden, hundreds of thousands of people. Millions across all of Germany were treated the same. Uh, should every Royal Canadian Air Force crew serving in the Lancasters, like my grandfather, be brandished a war criminal? I think there's a few still alive. Should we prosecute the pilots and navigators? Can you honestly say SS crimes were worse than that? We burned them alive in entire city. So who are we to judge this man, given that we haven't even begun to have a real conversation about Canadian war crimes? I'm just throwing it out there. Now, all... Everything he said is true, by the way. That's that's the real interesting thing, is that had I approached Mr. Gibbs here, who is just simply, you know, obviously from the virtue signaling in his own name, you can tell, um, is just emotionally reacting to everything he sees. So he, it's, he doesn't really believe anything. He's just, he thinks this is a gotcha. This is where his brain has gone into the tickle trunk of excuses for why my guys, my team, my liberals aren't pieces of shit. So he goes to this. But this is true. Had I approached Mike Gibbs with these things in an argument about, well, how guilty are the Nazis, really? Because if you're if our, if we're going to measure this in a scale of, well, they killed lots of innocent people, therefore they were the bad guys, right? That's that's the story. That's what we all understood, and that's what... Well, we had to because they were they were attacking and killing all kinds of people, just doing really bad stuff. So we had to go get them. Right. <clears throat> what about erasing cities of people, though? Like with nuclear weapons or otherwise? Would it have mattered if we used a nuke on Dresden or just burned them alive with incendiary bombs? I mean, million, I'm talking millions, okay? It wasn't just Dresden. Hamburg, Cologne, basically every major German city was bombed into nothing. Uh, Berlin was completely destroyed. Like Every one of these cities were just, um, every bridge, every railway, every barn, every everything. Everything with a roof was considered a legitimate target by Allied Bomber Command. And um, even their own generals and, and air marshals and whatever their different ranks and stuff were at the time, I can't, off the top of my head, I'm not, a, I'm not prepared to do a debate right now, but I can go get the information if you really want it. Certain guys were saying, this is, this is illegal. Like, we can't, uh, this, this is just mass murder of civilians. We can't. Oh, shut up, general! Do you want to beat the Nazis or not? And they were basically just forced to do it. Uh, but at the end of the day, what is, what is the military legitimacy of, of doing this they they were under the plan that all oh, well the excuse was if we just kill enough german people they'll lose the will to fight and then we'll win the war now some other people might say oh well, well they started it the london blitz and all of that no they didn't no see the 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 the, the, the act of bombing cities uh like this uh, and you could you could make a case that the germans did it in uh uh is it the netherlands is it amsterdam I can't remember which exact city. There's one of those cities that they they fucking fucked up pretty good <laughs> because the enemy wouldn't surrender and they were holed up in the city and as a garrison and they were like, well, we're not going to send our guys in there for you to chew them up with machine guns and snipers and the whole fucking thing. So it's like, you can surrender. You're definitely going to lose. This is the war situation. I'm pretty sure it was Holland. I can't remember if it was Amsterdam or, or which uh, somebody in the chat, probably some autist probably remembers. I just, 
I don't think about this 24-7, so I don't remember all the details, but I'll have to go back and find it. And, uh, yeah, they, they, they trashed the city pretty good, rather than risk their own men until they surrendered, right? And then when they came to France, when it was France's turn to surrender, um, they agreed that, like, okay, don't do to us what, what happened in, in Belgium for, or, or whatever it was. And destroyed. Rotterdam, it was Rotterdam, that's what it was. Don't do that, uh, please. And and they're like, yep, cool, just surrender, and that's, that's it. Because it's a foregone conclusion. Your army's beaten, you're surrounded. It's like, there's no need for anybody else to keep getting killed. Like, let's just stop this. Right, you're you're beat, whether you want to or not. And that was uh, that was kind of it. And uh, during the the so-called you know the Battle of Britain, what happened leading up to that point and throughout 1940, the um, German Air Force was in a air bat trying to establish air supremacy over the uh, over the British Air Force, and was you know getting it done. They were they were destroying a lot of airfields and, and a lot of. Uh, uh, putting a lot of machines and stuff in, down into, into the ground and into the ocean and so on. And, uh, well, what the British decided to do was, let's just bomb the shit out of Berlin. <laughs> let's just do that as a response because uh, they said, they justified it because there was a, one, one, of their, one of their attacks went off court. They're, they're doing this at nighttime, right? They're doing these night bombing. You're going entirely off of uh, celestial navigation in like 10 minutes this way and four minutes that way, two minutes this way. All right, let the bombs go. Hopefully that's the right spot. Sometimes you make mistakes. Not the same as a broad daylight, you know, raid over Berlin, which is what they did, and they killed a lot of people. And they did this uh, a lot, like a number of times. Not once. It was a half a dozen times or more before then the Germans responded, said, fine, if this is what we're going to do, this is what we're fine. We're doing, we're just going to wipe each other the fuck out and just mass murder whoever. Okay, good to go. So then they started the London Blitz. See, this is how, there's a story here. This, this isn't a situation just like Ukraine, which is why I'm going to be talking a lot about this tonight because there's a lot of, this whole understanding of what war is and how these things happen, I think this, this insane amount of ignorance that people have is just making it, it just never ends. The killing and the bloodshed never ends because everybody's such an idiot. They're so ignorant and they all want to act and pretend and grandstand like they know what they're talking about when they have no idea whatsoever what they're talking about. And the entire House of Commons stood and clapped for a fucking massive war criminal. And no, I'm not talking about the old man. That guy, because my Nazis, right? The Germans were bad, right? Why? Why is that? Because, oh, they, they killed and targeted civilians? Uh, it was authoritarian, right? A lot of people like to point to that. They're an authoritarian regime that they uh, outlawed all other political parties, right? You're not. It's just you know a one party state. They, uh, you know, we're pretty rough, rough on journalists. Is that the right? kidnapping, killing journalists? Maybe. Um, you know, geez, what else? Ethnic cleansing. Ethnic. Cle- Did you know that Zelensky has done all of these things, and we gave him nine billion dollars, and everyone in the building. <laughs> and, but but you're going to be angry. Because an old man who's 98 years old from Ukraine volunteered to enlist in the Waffen-SS to fight the Russians. Why would he do such a thing? Well, let's just go through down memory lane for just a, just a minute, just to give you maybe an idea of how this could happen. In the early 1930s, millions of Ukraine's people died in a devastating famine. Known as the Holodomor, it is one of the most tragic chapters in Ukrainian history. When Ukraine became a part of the Soviet Union in 1922, it was the country's breadbasket, thanks to its fertile fields of wheat. In 1928, Soviet leader Joseph Stalin introduced collectivization, which was supposed to unite privately owned farms into state collective farms 
called Kolkhoz. It's always good when the government takes over your food. argued that collective farms would be more effective and produce a surplus, which would feed industrial workers. They were going to build back better. As many Ukrainian peasants were not willing to hand over their land to the state, their fields were confiscated. Many of them were sent into exile or abandoned their homes. Urban camping. In 1932, the government's quota on crops was raised significantly, and farmers were expected to harvest more than before. Pull yourself up by your bootstraps. It was a target that was impossible to meet. Unlock those savings. The grain they produced was confiscated with nothing left for them or their families. (laughs) Farmers who hoarded their crops were often punished or executed. The exact number of people who died in the famine of 1932 and 1933 is still not known. Historians estimate that between 3 and 12 million people perished. Oh, is that most all? Most of them ethnic Ukrainians. For decades, the existence of the famine was denied by the Soviet Union. When Steven Spielberg movie? Huh? Historians in Russia and the West disagree as to whether the famine was man-made and if it was a deliberate attempt to eradicate Ukrainian independence. Since 2006, Ukraine and 15 other countries have recognized the Holodomor as a genocide against the Ukrainian people. So, you know, um, there's a little bit of a beef between Ukraine and Russia. It goes back a long ways. Yeah, so, you know. Um, can you blame them? Who, honestly, who the fuck are you? Oh my god, that guy, he fought for a hit. Could you imagine being born in like the 19... 1915 or 70, whatever. This guy's 98. I can't imagine. He's in Ukraine, like like 8 to 10 million. That's like half the country at the time. So half of everyone you've ever known is dead. The Russians did it. And then some other guys show up with guns. and like, hey, do you want to you you help fight those fucking guys? Or I, I, I feel like there's probably, there would be a sentiment to, yeah, yes, I do. I do much, very much want to. Want to fight those guys? That would be thank. That'd be great. Thank you for the opportunity. <laughs> right? And this is what they're outraged about. This is what they're all pretending they're outraged about. Do I even have the uh, original picture? I don't know if it matters. Um, they're they're mad about the old man, but this the guy that did all the the war crimes. This is everybody in the whole government, by the way. Oh my God! The libs. You can take. You can just take this photo. You can take every. They all have designated seats, right? You can see everyone standing and clapping. You see how not a single person is not clapping. Not a single person is sitting. Not a single person is showing any kind of concern that this man. They're all collectively applauding. There he is in his you know little tiny green fucking costume. Is a massive war criminal. He, he is everything that we said, and, you know, he was pretty guilty of a lot of things, too. Saddam Hussein was. And that was why, well, just because there's no weapons of mass destruction, he's still really bad, though. So we, we should fight him because he's, because de- ma- democracy, right? Ma- democracy. Right, every single person in this building? Right, Mr. Speaker? Right, Mr. Official Opposition? Because democracy, this man right here that you're all cheering for, he, he terminated democracy in Ukraine. Did you know that? They know that. Every, it's over. There's no elections. There's no political parties. That He put a stop to all those things. Are you aware of that? Are you, do you know who Gonzalo Lira is? One of many independent journalists. This guy was getting fairly famous. 
for his coverage of the war in a realistic manner. Ukraine didn't like that either. So you know where he is now? He's in a work camp. He's probably dead. No one's seen him in quite a while. His last tweet was trying to flee the country and get over the Hungarian border, but uh, it, it appears he didn't make it. So... Uh, that's routinely been happening. Ethnic cleansing happened for seven to eight years after the Maiden Maidan Revolution. The, re- the Revolution of Dignity, they called it. Hundreds of protesters were shot and killed by the state in a violent coup that overthrew elected President Viktor Yanukovych, who was friendly with the Russian uh, Federation, with Putin. And they replaced Yanukovych with guess who? A cabinet full of equally corrupt, more corrupt pieces of shit, but they're loyal to the Western governments and they're, you know, in the pocket of uh, the Pentagon and so on. Then they decided to start purging the country of elements that were loyal to the Russians, even though eastern Ukraine, where all of the fighting is happening, is 99% ethnic Russian. Crimea, ethnically Russian. They speak Russian. They are Russian. They've got Russian names, Russian families, Russian connections in Russia. And so on. They were being ethnically cleansed. The This is where the Tornado Battalion, the Azov Battalion, some of these people you've heard of, these militias, the government would dispatch them to go to these areas where there was protesting, where there was uprisings, and have them murder people. They were killing them with baseball bats. They were shooting them, stabbing them. All of this is going This is going on for eight years. Eight years. While the Russians, you know, spin their fingers and go, geez, we really like you to stop all of this. And said, we have one condition. Do not expand NATO anymore ever again. Ever again. And do not put missiles in Ukraine and point them at us. Like the, like the Soviets tried to do in Cuba. And point and in Florida, the Cuban Missile Crisis, right? What did NATO do? They signed the papers and said, okay, you have a deal. And then did those things anyway. And they inducted, uh, fin- they're trying to get Finland, or is it Sweden, into NATO. And Ukraine is trying to, and they're trying to work that in there. And they're trying to deploy the, the ballistic missile systems uh, into Ukraine, which would have posed an existential threat to the Russians. It's like living with a gun to your head for the rest of your life. They were never going to allow this. So how many conditions, how much did, did, are the Russians supposed to just sit there and take up the ass before they react? So yes, they invaded. That was the right move if you're Russia. And we're... So, uh, uh, let me get this fucking straight. Now that I've laid all of that out, on the one hand, oh, geez, my Nazis, so bad. We're so much morally better than them, even though we firebombed their entire civilization nearly out of existence, starved and fucking massacred millions of civilians, executed POWs. We fucking did everything they did. We did everything they did. We took all the Japanese people, took all their possessions, and we fucking put them in camps. And we didn't give any of their shit back either. Go ask David Suzuki about that time period of his life, all right? The Americans shot some of them. Some of them died in those camps. Japanese Americans did because they were trying to escape, and they got fucking shot. That's how things were done back then. It wasn't unique. It wasn't, oh my God, the Germans are so extra specially evil. I've never seen anything. That was called people of the 30s and 40s, (laughs) okay? How could they do that to those Jewish people? Our prime minister at the time refused a refugee boat of Jews and said one is too many and and sent them away. Okay? 
So I guess, oh yes, we're such morally upstanding, better people than the, well, that was back then, and we're progressive, and we're woke, and we're good now, and we'd never do anything like that now, while we fucking give a standing ovation to this massive war criminal that, again, ethnic cleansing, mass murders, mass rapes, killings of journalists, imprisonment of political dissidents, outlawing of all political opposition, you know, censorship campaigns, clandestine assassinations, targeting of civilians, terror bombing campaigns. What do you think of that, Canada? Oh, right, right. Once again, they're all mad about the wrong thing. Just, yes, keep clapping. Every clap represents a dead person. Death toll is near a million in this war, by the way. A million. A million. A million fucking people. And we gave this piece of shit nine billion dollars. This is the most embarrassing. I don't give a fuck about the Waffen SS guy. This, this is truly humiliating to watch. Just suck his dick already. Just do it right there in front of everybody. You all, you all make me sick. And as for the, th- <laughs> as for the German guy or the Ukrainian guy, rather, you know. The conservatives are all, we didn't know. We're supposed to be vetted. And if the Speaker of the House said that he he was a good person, then then he said we should clap. So we clapped it. We, we clapped it because we were supposed to cl- clap. Clapped it. <laughs> yeah. I, th- that excuse I wouldn't accept from a high school class. Here's why. As adults, you're expected to uh, think and be able to be responsible for the things that you say and that you do at a minimum, like a minimum level. I, as a, as a private individual citizen, for example, am under intense scrutiny at all times and have to watch what I say every day of every minute of every second of every breath I take for the rest of my life because of how this fucking place works. Okay? I am not a member of parliament. I am not the leader of a political party yet. I am not <laughs> I am not in any way a representative of the people of this nation in an official government capacity. Those people, you would think, would be the smarter ones, the more switched on people, the more dedicated to, you know, the betterment of our society type people. You know, people that fucking think, right? Is that, is that, uh, have I lost anybody yet? Does anybody think that's unreasonable? That, that, that we should all agree that, yes, that should be the minimum standard, right? Yes, we all want those kinds of people to be in charge. Not drug-addicted, alcoholic, seal-clapping, whatever, just reading my script, just doing my jarb morons. Those are not the people you put in charge. I think we should all agree on that, too, right? So... And the government's not like that. They're all really smart, sharp, dedicated, you know, empath- they're, 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 they're really, they're listening really, really hard right now, you guys. Yeah. They're so smart. And it's, I'm just crazy. It just seems to me that as somebody who's, you know, constantly morally grandstanding, and riding in on your horse about how much better you are than me, constantly telling me how to live, 
constantly inventing new taxes and new rules and new laws, and you even decide what we should be able to say. You people who, when placed in a situation as simple as the following, good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen, shall I present to you this man who fought in the Second World War against the Russians. What say you? And you clapped instinctively like a seal and you it just it just went over your head, clear over your head. Like that fucking one of those RPGs just sailed right over made my hair whistle it did. Just fluttered right over my head. Who fought the the Russians in the Second World War? Big brain, smart government type people who he fought against the Russians. Russia bad. That's good. I'm a cabinet minister. <laughs> oh, the libs. The libs. They tricked it me. All of you. All of you. Every single one of you are brain-dead Muppets. My dog is better than you. My dog. I could select it at completely at random. 338 people out of the 2,000 watching this right now, and just by the law of averages would be a substantial fucking improvement over what we have in there now. I'm 100% convinced. I know a bunch of them are drug addicts and alcoholics, but but so are they. It, it would it would be a sideways tra- worst case scenario. It's a sideways trade. Well, that's interesting. Why? How dare you? I'm just gonna resume. You don't you don't just restart your song. Well, what you, what is this? Computer, you work for me. You cut this poltergeist shit out. Don't ever do that again. Where were we? That's better. Anyway. Where's Chet? Just keep the proton packs ready. I just got a feeling. Nigel says, thank you, sir, for speaking for us, sharing your experiences, and uh, being a positive inspiration for our people. You continue to serve your country even after your military service has ended. I would argue I'm doing a much better job of it now than I ever did in the military, considering they just used this for, you know, foreign (laughs) billionaires' adventures, really. Um, It wasn't on purpose. They just... You know, it's like, is 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 the is the axe the enemy or is the person using the axe to chop up his family the enemy? You know, it's like, well, <laughs> you're play, don't blame the tool. Blame it. Right. Guns don't kill people. You know, murderers do. Right. And in that case, yeah, the military is very much a tool uh, that can be wielded by the people in charge. And if your people in charge are a bunch of brain dead idiots, that's very dangerous. 
Richard Payne says, great show today from North of Nothing. I heard. I didn't get a chance to uh, watch myself, but I did hear that. He says, had no idea Khalistan movement was largely astroturfed by the Pakistani government. And I grew up as a white minority around those guys. Makes a lot of sense. Should have closed the borders five years ago. Yaroslav Hunka did nothing wrong. <laughs> well, who knows what he did or didn't do? The guy could have been in charge of a kitchen somewhere and never did shit. I mean, that doesn't mean just because that's the branch of a mill. Do you know how many people were in the Waffen SS? Does anybody, like, do you guys understand how big this organization was? This wasn't like a hundred guys. It wasn't like the Hells Angels where there's like, oh, there's only. No, it was like, what is it, two million people served in the Waffen SS? It's in the millions, okay? They weren't every single one. <laughs> Who knows? Or maybe he did. Maybe Regardless, um, that was 80-something years ago. And again, there's another massive, horrible, horrible war happening right now that we're paying for to make sure it continues. And every dollar that we send there prolongs it, keeps it going longer, and kills more Ukrainians. They, they can't win. It's impossible for them to win. They're counteroffensive. They're all all fucking small. Oh, you're gonna say summer. We're gonna have. They're all dead. Fifty thousand men. These are numbers of this kind of slaughter has not been seen since uh, World War One, two. You want to know how it's going? Pepe Escobar's got you covered. Yeah. Well. And these are, again, somebody got, they got foy popped, you know, leaked government documents from, internally from the government of Ukraine. Of every 100 people who joined Ukrainian military units last fall, a year ago, all those people that you had to give them guns, we had to slava, right? Remember, we had to slava for the Ukrainians. Remember last fall? Out of every 100 of them, 10 to 20 remain. 80 to 90% of all of the troops raised last year with our guns and our training and our fucking food and money and 80 to 90% of them are dead. The rest are dead, wounded, or otherwise incapacitated. They're off the board. These stats were confirmed by the online publication whatever the hell that says. It's quite enlightening to check the following snapshot of Ukrainian front lines only five months ago in spring, slightly before the start of the counteroffensive. The data was leaked by Ukrainians. The authenticity of the documents has been fully confirmed. Probably because they want this to end. This is insane. They can't win. This is a report prepared by the temporary acting commander of the 2nd Mechanized Battalion of Military Unit A4007, Captain Dmitro Mili. He is reporting directly to the commander of the unit. He says that between April 19th and 20th, as temporary acting commander as well as other officers have concluded, the 2nd Battalion had reached critically low morale and psychological conditions. The battalion also suffered numerous sanitary and irretrievable losses. Most soldiers refused to perform combat missions. Uh, the level of morale in different companies was evaluated as ranging between 20 and 42%. It's catastrophic. Um <laughs> This is a list of soldiers who have voluntarily left a position called the Sadiq, 
which sounds like you know, yeah, strong point. So they're just abandoning their positions. Another group of soldiers have voluntarily left the battlefield. Yeah, well, they just left. The, the following men have just disappeared. They just went home, I guess. We don't know where they went. This is an urgent report on the critically low level of combat readiness of the 5th Company, 2nd Battalion. The staffing of the company fell to 60%, and the unit needs to be withdrawn from the front line, lest you be wiped out entirely because you can't fulfill your... Mother of God, this is personnel data of 10 servicemen that left, so relatives and friends can actually get some info about soldiers. They're all being withheld. Nobody even knows. There's people's families. Their men have been dead for a year, like a long time ago. And they have no idea if they are or not because they're just like, they're not even trying to keep up with any of that shit. They're just, they're just not telling anyone anymore. So it's like, oh, is your son alive? I don't know. <laughs> Nobody knows. He'll either come home or he won't. And then I guess that's it. Oh... Uh... This is an urgent report by Major Dimitro Khnyetyek, commander of the 2nd Battalion on massive voluntary withdrawing of firing positions. There's a whole bunch. He managed to get 10 soldiers to return to their positions. The rest didn't. Well, we just have to kill those. We just have to just make sure every last person in Ukraine is dead. That's how we prove how amazing we are as Canadians, right? We have to slava. We have to slava till everyone's dead. They're conscripting pregnant women. We've covered that. Uh, old women, up to si- if you're over sixty, they said you may be given an exemption because of your age. It depends on how capable you are. So if you're a fit sixty-three year old woman, sorry, grandma, get in the trench. <laughs> we have to slava you guys. No, but you're all gonna sit there and go, oh my god, can you believe the libs, bro? Oh my god, there was like a literal Nazi, bro. Like, oh my god, bro, and I- shut the fuck up. Shut up, you child. You child. Oh, my God. Are we going to virtue signal over something you don't even fucking understand? Oh, wow. Oh, my God. Holy shit. Let's go. Let's go. We're fucking murdering people all over the world right now into the millions. We're supporting it with our money. You're directly contributing through your own support to the kinds of atrocities you're pretending to be against. You're the biggest hypocrite I've ever seen. It causes me physically... You know, I'm fi- I was sick all weekend because I was at a war memorial dedication on Saturday, and there were politicians there just passing themselves on the back the hypocrisy level of these people has made me physically sick i had to spend over 24 hours in bed recovering because the direct sunlight exposure i think touched their oily disgusting skin and let off some kind of noxious toxin that made me ill i can't say for sure but as top doctor and top scientist and dictator i that's one that's that's what happened that's officially the record now I didn't have my mask on. I didn't have my M95 mask to protect me from the extreme neurotoxins being shed by political fucking figures that think that, oh, I'm going to have a stroke. I don't like them. All right. Uh, Fisher of Men says it had to be a Waffen SS guy. Right, exactly. It had to be. Says they were never going to applaud a Japanese veteran who fought the Chinese. I mean, I totally believe the guy when he's like, I had no idea. I just d- derp. I'm stupid and invited him because he wanted to. I don't know. He's Ukrainian. I totally like you're underestimating how ignorant and lazy the Canadian government is. It's whatever you think, whatever you imagine. It's much worse than that, bro. These are the guys that declared war on my imagination. They sent CSIS chasing this around. This is a fucking figurine. 
at the end of the day. This is a figurine from Winners, okay? I think that's where it came from. I can't confirm. But that's what our government security state chased around for two years at, with tens of millions of dollars, a task force, dozens of cops, agents harassing people in their home. If you think that these people aren't that stupid, you're wrong! <laughs> they are! They are that stupid. Why is this so loud all of a sudden? My gain is... Re- there, that's better, right? I've just been... Totally blowing this up. I ch- that's I changed it for somebody else's stream. That's what happened, and now it's uh, let's get a little higher. Oh, that's back to where I was. That's good. That's is that that's better, right? Yeah, I was. I could hear it. I could hear it. I can feel it. Blowing up my own microphone. I'm sorry, people. I just screamed at for forty minutes. No, I'm not. My ears. Yeah. Winners. I don't remember where it came from. No, I know it, it, it's the sound is fine. It was just too loud. I had the gain up too high because I was when I was uh, Henrik with Red Ice. I talked to him last week. That's what it was from. Uh, uh, guy grows jeans. Says support. Thank you very much, man. Appreciate it. Um, you guys are pretty much the only way I can pay my bills now. <laughs> Liko One Eye says uh, Hunka was in the Galatia Division, which was a Punisher battalion operating in Western Ukraine and Poland. That's how they all surrendered to allies and not killed by Russians. You had to surrender to the allies or you would be killed by the Russians. The Russians killed 98% of all their POWs. Did you know that? Basically, if you got captured by the Russians, you weren't coming back. It was a death sentence. And the ones that did come back, it was like 40 years later. And they were in like labor camps the whole time. They were pretty much all used as slave labor and worked to death, and the ones that didn't, that refused to work, were just executed summarily. So, you know, um, people think they know the horrors and the and the main and the the depths of the fucking darkness that was World War II. You have no fucking idea. You probably have no idea. You don't even. You you're in you're in like this Disney Hollywood version of reality which is for kids and i'm i promise you the actual facts are are very fucking dark and disturbing and brutal far worse than anything you've ever i saw saving private ryan bro you you don't understand you don't get it there is only uh i mean you just have to see it you have to see it and read it and find it. I, I can't imagine. I couldn't imagine of living through, living through that fucking, uh, that time period and what that would do to a person. I'm not that arrogant that I can sit here and look at somebody who lived through the fucking period of the 20s, 30s, and 40s and be like, how could they be like this? You don't have any fucking idea what it's like to live through that shit. Oh, did you, did you where did you learn your, your morality system? Call of Duty? Oh, did you see that in a movie? Star Wars? Is that what taught you that? Magazines? Your fucking re- your subreddit? Is that how you learned how to deal with hard times? Huh? Is that where you went to cope with your boys because they ran out of Danishes at the, at the end of the meal line and you didn't get a Danish? Everybody else got a Danish, but you didn't get one. Oh, my goodness. I haven't been able to get a date on Tinder in months, you guys. Go, let's complain about it. Yes. Yes, you're definitely the type of person that should have the moral judgments of the past. You you should be. You should stand right up there. Like justice. Put the blindfold on. I will be the purveyor of truth. I am a clean spirit. 
I will decide who is morality and who is not. How many of abortions have you had? 97, you know. It's madness. It's like the hubris and the arrogance of so many people and the nar I just I can't, man. This is going to end badly. <laughs> All right. I got that one. I didn't get this one. Camby says also uh, Freeland wants to put a statue for Ukraine in Edmonton. If a yeast infection had a face, it would look like hers. I'm glad I've never, I mean, I don't, I don't go looking for them to like see them up close or what, what it, I, I don't want to know. I, I think most men are in that, in that camp firmly. I don't, I don't think any of us are. Uh, she says, I wanted to give a 17 B salute to my pep and chatters as well as you, sir. Appreciate every day. You have health. Thank you very much. This is, I'm, I'm pretty much better. My throat's a little bit scratchy, but it's okay. Mosey says, thank you for speaking the truth to power, sir. Keep fighting the good fight for the everyday person going through it because of the corrupt and subverted government. I hope you and yours are well. We're doing good. We're doing good. I uh, may, well, I've got some more court dates coming up and um, things are getting interesting. You know, we'll just put it that way. I may have another update for you next week or not, but. We'll see. We'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. Um, I'm sleeping good. You know, when I do sleep, I'm not. Uh, I'm not worried. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not stressed about much. I'm very much looking forward to getting to trial. I'll. I'll say that. Let's go. Let's go, please. Um. Uh, Stoshape says, "I get where you're going with this, but it is still funny that even their own mantra and my normie wife would uh, would have." Not clapped. These people are below average intelligence for sure. Like it, it, you're, you're responsible. You're the leader of a constituency. These, these are like, I, I can't believe I have to explain this. Our, our morality system and our understanding of honor, it, it's just so far gone that it doesn't even occur to people anymore. It's like a foreign alien concept. I probably sound like some kind of old school Japanese, you know, Bushido teacher or some shit. If you're the leader of a constituency, if a bunch of people have decided, I mean, let's pretend that's how it works. Uh, this is the guy. This is the person. This is the woman, whoever. We want this person to speak for us. They're going to, we trust them to represent our interests and what they, because we think that they understand us first of all, and that they know what, what we want done and what we don't want done. They know, they know us because that's our, that's our representative. This is the person we have chosen as a tribe to represent us in the greater assembly hall that is the nation's parliament. Okay? Okay. That's what they've done. Now, don't you think it it's, uh, falls on you to be a very good rep to try and, and do a good job for these people? Like, I don't know, maybe having any fucking idea of what you're talking about at all? And not look like a total buffoon. You know, when you're standing there and, and people are just doing things and maybe I should use my head. Maybe I should think. Maybe I should, you know, ask questions. And Because this isn't about me, is it? It's about them. I represent them. I'm doing this job for them. I have to do this for them. I have to answer to them. And so on. That's how it's supposed to work. Is that what you're doing? No. 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 They're all They're all shit. Every single one of them, one of these guys at this, at this war memorial dedication, man. And, uh, you know, me and a bunch of the guys went because 
It was for them. It was for the fellas, and it was for the memorial, and it was like it was just for us, you know. And of course, like every other every other one of these things, like five local politicians and federal politicians and some provincial politician and a town representative and the president of the fucking shopping cart repair club and all of these fucking people have to come out and talk about what how what they think. How, what they feel, how they feel, how they just like, fucking feel. Oh, it was a cringe fest. It was a cringe fest. And uh, afterwards, they're like, all right, now let's all go to the Legion and have a guess who went to the Legion? None of the Afghan guys. We weren't allowed in. Remember how we were unvaccinated and unwelcome in our own legions? And now we don't go to those anymore. That's over, guy. You'll never see us in there again. You're going to die now because of your betrayal. What generation of veterans is going to show up to refill the halls of the Royal Canadian Legion exactly? You have a bunch of 60-year-old civilians having bake sales, giving themselves fake medals. And then... When Remembrance Day comes around and D-Day veterans, doesn't matter, like, as as a warrior, politics doesn't matter in that realm. That's not part of it. You've decided for whatever reason, that's just your lot in life, where you were born. You don't get to choose where you're born. You don't get to choose who your government is when you show up. You know what I mean? People get conscripted. People get for It just... None of that shit matters. In the moment, in the time, when it's time to do the job, it's it's fighting. And from one to another, you know, there's either there's an honorable warrior and there's not, and there's one that isn't. And there's a guy that, you know, did a hard job and there's one that isn't, and there's somebody that went and did the business and somebody that didn't. So just out of that respect, that's all that that's all that matters. That's also like that man was put through that. For us, that's what he believed he was doing, and that's an incredibly difficult fucking, my God, to do that and have to live with that, and to deny him access to his own legion because he that's like so beyond the pale, and it didn't happen once in one legion. It happened multiple times across the country, and then when you have another veteran like James Top decide this is unacceptable, I'm going to march across the country and raise awareness. Did the did the legion support him? No, they did the opposite. The legion deferred to slanderous articles written by Global News calling him a white supremacist, for which he sued them. So you know that's what the legion's been up to in the last you know as of late. So again, fuck the legion. <clears throat> this one in particular, there was one sergeant there, um, Justin McKay is, is his name. Wasn't he's, he's still around. He led the parade. Uh, he got in touch with, in that particular legion, he found some individuals that were able to help him with this, and they raised the money to get the memorial made, which is beautiful, by the way. Thank you guys for doing that. Um, but in general, I mean, you're going to find, there, there's a handful of good cops around. There's a, you know what I mean? They're still shitty that they, they're part of this organization, but... You know, they're not, some people are reasonable. But as, again, generally, as an organization, no, the Legion is horrible. Doesn't represent us, doesn't help us, doesn't do anything. It exists to, uh, for itself. And it LARPs. LARPs pretending that it's fucking, uh, for true, well, what soldiers? Like, I don't know anybody involved in any of these. It's very few. Some of them are okay, some of them are. They're like, it's like a franchise that's like, 
difference from town to town. I would imagine the one in like Petawawa probably isn't bad. There's probably one in Edmonton that's not bad. Like wherever there's a strong collection of infantry guys that have stuck together, that one's probably fine. Outside of that, pff, forget it. Like who's who's a, let me see this who who's part of this legion? It's a whole bunch of fat liberal white women? Yeah, no, that's a horrible legion. Never go in there. If it's a bunch of guys in their, you know, 30s, 40s and 50s and 60s and they all they all look like uh They've either just, you know, they've hurt somebody before. They're not sure how they feel about it. You know, they've got that look on their face a lot. That's probably that's probably a good legion. <laughs> uh, all right. Uh, Zabek's Demise says, first thing I asked people at work, which side of the war did Russia fight with? No fucking clue. Right, and that's their fault. Well, somebody should have told me. You should know that. You should know that. Cons- and And why? Why should they know about this historical time period more than anything? Because this is the one they don't shut the fuck up about the most. Monazis. Monazi. That's a Nazi. And that's a Nazi. And he's a Nazi. And we Nazis. And this is just like the now. Oh, that's like the now the Nazis want to know. Let's see what the Nazis want to. Could you imagine a Nazi? They never shut the fuck up about it. And they don't even understand. They don't even. Ha- they don't even have a childlike understanding of what World War II even is. This man fought against the Russians in World War II. Duh! Russia bad. They, they were on our side in World War II. They what? What? What happened? What's going on? Uh, do I Slava or no Slava? Just show me what to do. I'm a politician. I I'm retarded. I'm retarded. I have a butt plug in right now. Yeah, it's soaked in alcohol so I can be technically drunk while I'm. they don't see me drinking, but I'm getting loaded. I'm getting loaded. It's a fucking butt plug loaded with vodka. Stuck it right up my ass. Ah, my name's Bill. I'm a cabinet minister. <laughs> Dear fucking God, you know? Wow. Holy shit. I don't know if he's doing that or not, but I guarantee you someone is. 338 of them. At least five or six of them are doing that. The rest are taking pills. They're snorting coke in the bathroom. They're doing all kinds of shit. <sighs> it's a rush. It's right. What are we doing? Oh, uh, uh. Now, understand this. If you can think past, oh my God, my Nazis, like you're a six-year-old, if you ever graduate from that fucking good guys and bad guys, uh, you can get past that. Understand that the problem is not that people clapped for a Nazi. It's the fact that had the government known better, they would never have done that, obviously, right? That's an obvious dunk that's going to make them all look stupid. So why would they do that? They don't know what they're doing. No one is paying attention to anything. The fact that these kinds of things can happen is a testament to how little anyone's paying attention anymore. No one, no one, no one at any point picked up on any of this until Twitter told them. Everyone in the building was oblivious to this, to what was happening. The chief of defense staff, our own general, he's right there. Glean, gl- oh, he looks so pretty. That's weird. That's weird, Wayne. 
I don't think Wayne knew he was clapping for a commie killer. That guy probably killed communists, and that's, I mean, Wayne, that could have been your family. Huh? What do you think about that? You were clapping for a guy that was killing your people. Sucker. <laughs> Guess you should pay attention. And you'd think the general would be like, wait, what? I'm just saying, if I was standing there and they wheeled a guy out in a wheelchair who's like, oh, it's a World War II veteran, I, my first thought is, cool, what did he do? What did he do? Pilot, Navy, Army, British, American, like, what are we talking about? Well, he's Ukrainian. Oh. Okay. Getting a little dicey because I... He fought against the Russians? Okay. Yeah. So, for the Axis. What did he do? He was an officer. Where? You know? Can we just clarify? Before we roll him out to the whole country... You've said some red flag things that I think we... I don't pay attention. I'm frequently drunk. Oh, right. Me too. I forgot. I'm a Canadian politician. Wheel him out. What's the worst that could happen? Oh, jeez. Is it fucking goat people? We can't have this running around causing shit. Fucking get CSIS on it. Then it goes over to CSIS. And they're like, um, I'm like a fucking super spy. I'm like fucking Canadian fucking intelligence, okay? Like, I'm fucking really. <laughs> okay, I work for CSIS, okay? <laughs> Have you heard of it? <laughs> a fucking intelligence agency? <laughs> it's a pretty big deal. <laughs> you don't know. You, don't, you wouldn't know. Now I'm going to use my top secret amazing skills to help the Prime Minister. Because <laughs> he asked me personally. Because <laughs> I'm fucking ceaseless and I'm totally really important. And not obnoxious and useless at all. At all. Now, alright, let's log into fucking Google and do a basic Google search. Mm, I don't see anything. Everything looks good. Their open source intelligence has failed them again. Do you know what that means? When you read the term, this, I'm, I'm dead serious. When you, From now on, the rest of your life, when someone says, where did you get this information? It's open source intelligence. Oh, Google. That means Google search. That means what I found on Facebook. Open source means it's just openly out there. It's just in the world. I, I didn't have to, I didn't break into a database. I didn't have a spy tell me a secret and give me a, a recording. I don't have a chain of evidence of custody. I don't have witnesses. I don't have photographs. I don't have video. I don't have anything, but I do have a Google search. <laughs> and that's how this happened. And that's how a fucking terrorist is being honored in the in the halls of parliament. And they're like, oh, Sinjar, Najig, whatever the fuck his name is. Because open source intelligence was handling it. And now you've got a Waffen SS officer marching around halls of parliament. They're all clapping for him. Fucking open source! Open source! Because <laughs> okay. I'm like, okay. I, uh, we we know what we're doing. <laughs> okay, we're we're very, we're, very, we're okay. Do we know what we're doing? <laughs> I mean, it, is that seriously a question? <laughs> I mean, my God, I, I'm fucking I'm I'm ceases. Okay, um, I invented neo Nazis in the nineties. Okay, 
I committed terrorism personally myself. Okay. I mean, they're so fucked, man. Oh, does anything work anymore? Does anything in Canada work anymore? Anything. Anything. Fucking anything. Don't say the drive throughs because don't get me started on that. I use them a lot. There's a subway, a couple subways. There's a there's a pita pit. There's places like this where I would go and, and I just drive through because you don't have to deal with people. You don't have to go inside, which is dangerous, you know, for them. <laughs> so I just, you know, I try to interact with the population. Is I, I try to avoid it. But that doesn't work either, you know. You know, these screens and buttons, it's supposed to make it simpler, but then it just produces like some kind of digital text on the other end that some guy from Bangladesh is trying to read. He doesn't speak English, you know, he doesn't know. And then you get to the window and you're like, he, you know, expecting food, but there's just a confused looking, you know, brown guy. And you're like, oh, Jesus Christ. You roll the window down and he rolls. He's like, all I heard was you don't have. Yeah, no, I don't have. No have. You know have? Okay, I know have. I know have. Bye. And I just I just don't eat that day. You know? So that's that's part of what we're dealing with there. Um, there's a lot of that. There's a lot. Of if you have to go to the hospital, God help you. Book a week off. But bring a tent. Bring sleeping bags. Bring a, a portion of food. You're going to need at least 72 hours worth of meals. Because you're going to be waiting in the waiting room for probably days. Probably days. It's all fine, though. It's going to get better because the politicians are in charge. And they're clearly on the ball all the time. They're definitely trustworthy. We can't do better than this either, can we? No way. There's nobody better. That's clearly the best we have. So let's just keep embarrassing ourselves over and over again until everyone gets made. I think that's probably that's probably what they're going for. Uh, wall bank. Wall. What? Wait. No, it says Wallace. Well, now it's different. Is this the same guy? W4LLUSB4NGERO. Wallace Bengaro? Whatever. He says, Slava till you drop. Yeah, usually it's about uh, nine minutes once you hit the front line. I think it's that how, that's how much time you have to Slava. About nine minutes before you're dead. Island Jason says, thank you. You have no idea how much this show helps. Have an Odules on me. An Odules? What does that mean? I don't even know what that is. Is that a milkshake? I will. I'm planning on having another one very soon. Uh, Jenstein says, uh, karma comes in mysterious ways and timing. Fuck this government. It sure does. They're getting what they deserve. When you lie all the time and gaslight all the time and, and like choose this path of like, well, I know it's not technically true, but because of political reasons and 5D chess bro, and ex these are called excuses. Because of excuses I've invented to lie, we're going to lie. And well, guess what? That lie eventually will need another lie to support the previous lie to keep the lie going. And eventually you see where this leads. You've just created a mountain of lies to support the initial small lie, which has now become an out of control behemoth of a lie. And there's nowhere for you to go. And you end up in these crazy situations where no matter what you say, no matter what you do, you're a hypocrite because you never stood for anything. If your ideas are as interchangeable as spare parts, you can just put on a new set of <laughs> new new set of nuts and be gone. Uh, 
you're going to end up in these places. You can't believe everything and nothing at the same time. And that's what politicians do, isn't it? Hey, what's popular today? Which way is the wind blowing? What what do the what do the polls want me to say? What what do the focus groups say? And then you end up in situations like this where it doesn't matter what you say, you're a hypocrite because you never believed anything. You don't have any moral code at all. You don't believe in honor at all. And now you're here. Destination fucktown. Population you. We have a maid chamber. Would you like to investigate? It's called Colbert. This is how we do made in Diagonal. You just climb in. Climb on in there. Well, you will be digested in the belly of the Sarlacc for 900 years. <laughs> Who? Master Luke. Uh, Space Kang says, you explained our current situation very well tonight and is amazing most people have never heard of the Holodomor. Why didn't you hear of the Holodomor? That's not a stupid question. That's a question I asked myself when I first thought of it, or thought of it, came across it. The Armenian genocide. Um, the Sudanese genocide. There, there's a lot. There's a lot of, uh, a lot of these. The Khmer Rouge, Pol Pot, Cambodia. There's a lot of these communist massacres. <laughs> a lot. A lot, a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot. And I just felt very odd that I had grown up on this supposed morality system, which was, it didn't come from our parents and our society. It came from TV, didn't it? Came from our movies. Came from our cultural uh, icons, our celebrities, our TV shows. That's where our culture was coming from. And it was being written and created by someone else. And it taught us that, you know, geez, mass killing of civilians is like the worst thing in the world. That's the worst thing anyone has ever done, has ever done. You know, once upon a time, they killed the six million, you know. It's the worst thing that's ever happened, and it's horrible, and it's so bad. That's why it's in all the movies and stuff all the time, because it's the worst thing that's ever happened. And you're like, okay, got it. And then you find out, oh, no, it's not. It's not even not even the top ten. I don't think <laughs> there's there's a, there's a lot of killing happening all the time. So why wait a wait 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 a minute? You told me that this was that this was the worst because of all the but, but what about all these other examples which are objectively worse than this one? Like the Holodomor. You know the Soviets killed like sixty million people. 80 million people? No one knows. No one can count that high. That regime killed between 60 and 80 million people, dude. That is four times the population of Canada. Just did away with them. Over the span of, you know, the revolution, the Bolshevik revolution up till the collapse of the Soviet Union, between 60 and 80 mil. And the Holodomor wasn't once. There were multiple famines. It wasn't just one time they did this to them. And multiple times. The labor camps, slave labor built a lot of the Soviet Union. Work you till you're dead. Like I said, all German POWs, 98, 96, 98% of them, something like that, didn't come back. Never made it back out of captivity. They paraded them around the Red Square like trophies. They made them walk there. They made them march there to Moscow 
Like they're already dead on their feet. They look like zombies and they're just being marched around like trophies. So they can all go, <laughs> and then and then sent them off to like literal salt mines to die forever. Cool, you know. So I'm just feel lied to when you're like, oh, see these things we've demonstrated. This is this is what bad people do, and I'm like, okay, I'm taking notes. I'm a little kid. This is what the bad guys do. They do these things. And you're like, oh, geez, okay, yeah, taking notes. Slave labor, bad, got it. Mass executions, killing civilians, got it, got it, yeah. Horrible, yeah, I agree, yeah. Okay, good. But at the same time, you basically hid all the really bad shit from me and made me zero narrow focus like like a like I'm looking through a toilet paper roll. Now, just, just right here, just look at this one. Just right here. Just hyper laser focus on this forever and never look outside of this, okay? Yeah, that's pretty suspicious, <laughs> you know? I find that strange. I find that, I mean, biased maybe. Is that why? Hmm? <sighs> Don't even get me started on the fucking... The Pacific was real bad. What happened between the Japanese and the Chinese... Like, it's just weird. It's like, I'm the ultimate victim no one has ever suffered in the history of people ever. Uh, a lot of people died back then, like a hundred million something. So I don't know why you think you're special. I don't know why. Oh, is there a political reason for any of this? Man on the Mountain says the Galatian Division of the 14th Waffen SS was never found guilty of any war crimes by any tribunal or commission throughout the Nuremberg trials. Horrible people, obviously. I don't, I'm actually not familiar with that unit. I don't really know what happened with them. But there was, again, millions. There was Waffen SS units from all over the world. There was the Hanshar Division, which was a Muslim division. They had were given Qurans that had swastikas in them. There was the uh, French. The French Division was the last one to surrender at the Fuhrer bunker. They were French citizens. They're French men that joined uh, voluntarily. It was from all over the world. Why did they do this? Because these people lived in the 30s and 40s and saw the horrors of the Soviet Union. Word traveled a little bit from all the murdering that was happening in Russia and the fact that the royal family had been butchered and shot and stabbed to death. All the little girls, the Tsar Nicholas's whole family, they just killed them all in their sleep, marched them downstairs into a basement and just slaughtered them like pigs, took over the country in a revolution. And you know what they told the patriots? They told them to trust the plan and stay home. Not a joke. That's real. It was called Operation Trust. As the Bolsheviks took over the country, that's what they did. And then they started starving people and killing people, and it was a reign of terror. It was horrifying and a nightmare. They destroyed all the churches. That was all burned to the ground because in a communist country, the government is the state, is God. Okay? There's no room for God in a communist country. That's all gone. So the rest of people of the world, of Europe, are watching this next door if you're Poland and Germany and some of these other countries, and you're like, ah, huh, that's a little scary. And when this the war kicks off and they start taking volunteers, they're like, hey, who wants to help us fight the Bolsheviks? A lot of men said yes. A lot of Ukrainian men said yes, you know, a lot of them. They were from all over the world. There was Spanish guys, Italian guys, from all over Europe. There was Belgian guys. There was an from England. I think it only had like 20 or 30 guys in it. But, you know, uh, there was a lot. 
a lot going on in that war. And it wasn't just the Ger- there was Finland, and then there was Bulgaria, there was Romania, there was Hungary, there was Italy, there was Japan, there was a lot. There was a lot more too. It, it seems like there's a lot more going on than just you know. Once upon a time, there was a guy with a mustache, and everything just burned down because he was really mean. I don't know. Seems a little more complicated than that. Uh, Dan W says Hunka was in the same division at the same time as the Huta Pianaka massacre. I'm not familiar with that one. That's a crazy word. Huta, where would that be? That sounds something Eastern European something. Who knows, man? But again, 80 years ago, war crimes right now, right now. Funding them, paying for them. So we're pretending we're upset about war crimes 80 years ago, but we're not. While we support war crimes right now, and we ignore it, <clears throat> it's 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 hard in the head, man. Richard Payne said they never taught us that Bulgaria. <laughs> He's got the list for me, hey. Bulgaria, Croatia, Hungary, Romania, and Ukraine were also aligned with Germany back then. Uh, well, Ukraine was was basically under Russian occupation and didn't want to be under Russian occupation. <laughs> Uh, always asking myself if these politicians are malicious or just stupid. They're both. They're stupid and malicious. And now I'm closer to believing the latter. I'm convinced they were all oblivious. Yeah, they just don't. And it's not that they're innocent. They're not innocent because they don't care that they didn't know. They've ne- they never know about anything. How the last three years? How could they go on like this? Safe and effective? How can they know that? How can they just say safe and effective without having it? This is how, because this is what they always do. This is who they are. They read what they're told to read. They say what they're told to say. They clap when they're told to clap. And they vote how they're told to vote. Who tells them to do these things? Because it certainly isn't us. I felt rise up in the they don't listen to us. Who are they listening to? What did you do, Larry? Man, these guys kicked. That's a that's a drummer, you know what I mean? Godzilla says, my takeaway from last weekend's Canadian Parliament event is that everyone in attendance unanimously agrees that we fought the wrong enemy in World War II. Well, I guess so. I mean, they, all of Parliament enthusiastically clapped. And they would never just be set stupid, right? They heard him. They heard him introduce him and say, hey, he fought against the Russians in World War II. They knew exactly what they were doing. Sergeant Rock says the House of Commons is a circus. Just when you think you haven't have seen it all, they cheer for an SS officer. <laughs> then Zelensky rolls through looking for more support ops. I mean, more money. What's next? Well, we'll be fighting it for them is probably what's next. GB Max says Stalin, Lenin, and their cronies. We'd, we'd, what? A lot of them, yeah. <laughs> I spelled it all fucked up. I don't think Stalin was Jewish. He did speak Hebrew, though. 
So that's a weird thing to do or know how to do if you're not. So, I mean, that, but I think that's the only evidence. So I don't know. But yeah, that's just true. Many of the Bolsheviks were, uh, you know, wore a particular size hat. Um, Bazmir says, look what you've done. Mike Gibbs just deleted his Twitter account. <laughs> I don't know why Mike would do that. He was right. They're probably flaming him. That's the that's the hilarious thing. It's like, I'm with Mike on this one. The guy with the rainbow flag and the pronouns. You know, he's, he's right. He's not wrong. He's just doing it just to defend his guy and the government and bootlick. Like he's doing it for the wrong reasons, obviously, but he is not correct. He is not incorrect. Yeah, we did horrible things. Horrible crimes that you can't imagine. The stories of these firebombings are so insane, man. Like the temperatures were like melting people. There was like the 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 windstorm caused because as fires get bigger, it draws in oxygen, right? And the streets of the city started to become like wind tunnels as air was being sucked into this inferno downtown. And it was like... (sighs) And uh, like women and children huddled in their basements like to hide from the bombs. They were just melted and burned alive. Babies, grandmothers, whole family... And imagine being some German soldier deployed, and he's like, yeah, your whole family was just melted. They're all dead. Your four kids, your wife, your mom, your horse, it's all gone. Anyway, carry on. Wonder what that would do to a man's mind. Never mind, I don't know, a million men at the same time. I I can't even I'm just imagining being the guy in the plane and you wouldn't hear anything you would just hear the noise of the engines <laughs> bombs fall out <laughs> yeah it looks like lots of shit's on fire let's fly home and think about that for the next two and a half hours in the dark on the way back to England I wonder how many children I just cooked alive. It wasn't a military base. Hamburg. <laughs> oh, a nursery. Great. Did the hospital get cooked? Did we get all the elementary schools? Dresden was even worse. Dresden was considered a safe city and was one of the worst instances of this fire terror bombing campaign the Allies conducted. Bomber Harris, the fucking criminal that he was, did it intentionally to break the, try to break the morale of the German people because Dresden was like an art city, like a university city. There wasn't any, like, there was no factories. There wasn't a military installation. or ba- There was no reason to destroy it, is basically. So a lot of refugees would go there. They wouldn't go to Berlin because it's like, well, that's where the, that's where the government is, and they're going to get bombed, obviously, so... Gonna try to kill them, so we don't want to go there. They're not going to a lot of the industrial cities, which are you know building all of the tanks and the fa- and factories and the and the the weapons and so on. That's that's all being attacked. So we'll go to Dresden, where there's no nah. Fuck those people. Cook them alive. And you know what they did? They flew over at night. 
bombed them all. Giant fire blitz. Cooked them, burned them. People are running around screaming, fucking skin peeling off, jumping, and people are diving in in uh, in the in the rivers and shit. Like it's it's insane, man. Then the sun comes up, and in the wreckage, still smoldering wreckage, the survivors are trying to fucking get their shit together, find out who's still alive and who's not, and what's going on. People are babbling to themselves. Like some of these survivors have written accounts of this, and it's the most insane shit you'll ever read in your life. It's like, it's it's again, it's another dimension of darkness that you've never seen in a fucking Spielberg movie because <laughs> it would raise a lot of moral questions that we'd rather not explore. As this is happening, this one woman, this account I read, like her whole family died. She was trying to find her daughter and she's like, not, she's just gone. Then guess what happens? As all the survivors are collecting in the streets trying to like move the rubble and stuff. Now the daytime bombers have arrived and they bombed them again. She survived that too, somehow. So I'm just putting, that's just one, one tiny sliver of one massive story that most people have never, Americans did this? No, Canadians did this. The British did this and the Americans did this. Nighttime was like, I think the British and Canadians did the nighttime bombings and the Americans did the daytime bombings because the Americans had more of the fire. Yeah, that's what it was. They had the flying fortresses and they had the fucking, all the P-57s and all that. They had massive amounts of planes. So they were like safer like, we'll take the daytime raids because we have a fucking shitload of them planes. A fucking ass ton of load of planes. You guys do it at night where it's uh, safer for you because it's hard to, you know, find planes at night, obviously. <laughs> Shoot them in the dark. Especially if you're the the fighters. <laughs> Imagine the desperation. Like, there's there's instances of, like, and this is what I'm talking about, the honor of a warrior. I can't remember this guy's name, but there was an instance where, like, it was a German pilot who had, like, malfunctioning, like, his weapons didn't work. So he rammed his fucking plane into one of these bombers so it wouldn't be able to burn any more children alive. He just kamikaze this bomber. It was like, fuck you. No. Can you imagine being that helpless? My good guys. We're the good guys. Mass execute you. Know, let's talk about you. Know, oh, they they killed POWs. Yeah, everyone did that. Everyone did that. I've had I've had veterans tell me to my face that were there, like years ago now. But I've seen it in, in documentaries, and it's alluded to in history shows, but nobody ever really explores it. So when the D Day invasion happened, uh, speed and you know. Establishing a beachhead is the most important part of an invasion like that. You need to create the space to fan out enough room that you can get a lot of numbers and, and material and men and trucks and tanks. And you got to get all this shit in fast and get it off the boats because you're vulnerable at, at sea, right? And if you if you lose this this foothold, you're fu- you're going to lose everything. It's fucking up. So speed is of the essence. And they were told, yeah. Um, how, how did he say it? Like. Uh, Oh, the invasion had to be fast, and there was no time for stopping, so it was every, you you shoot every German you find. There's no time for stopping, there was no taking prisoners, like they said this, on TV. 
Yeah, we didn't. There was no taking prisoners that day. Everyone just claps. It's like, yeah, that's a guys. It's a war crime. <laughs> they surrender. Oh, but oh, because ball, but they're the bad guys, so we can just massacre them. But then you're also gonna complain that fucking Kurt Myers guys killed twenty of our guys and put him in jail in Moncton for years, though. Even though our guys are on TV bragging about doing exactly the same thing the Germans did, which was kill the prisoners out of expediency because it's like, well, if we let them go, we can't stay here. We got to move. If we let them go, they're just going to roll back into their units anyway. And then we're just going to end up fight them again another day. So just fucking kill them now and let's get out of here. Again, that's also crazy to do, but this is a war where cities are getting erased. In the middle of the night, your entire family could be fucking wiped out by a string of bombers and then if they survive then maybe they get killed in the daylight while they're trying to escape geez let me search my soul for how bad i feel about fucking gunning down 20 guys on the side of the road it's not hard to imagine is it like the level of carnage and mass and like disregard for human life at that time was so off the fucking chain and, and now we want to act like, oh, I would never, oh, my stars, my pearls, my pearls. Hey, remember when we're like, hey, you know what we should do now? Let's test, let's test experimental atomic weapons on, on civilian centers. Let's try that one out for size. The Japanese Empire has come to surrender. Yeah, we're not going to do that, Tojo. I mean, we're going to let you surrender, but actually, there's just this one last thing we got to do. But uh, that is not necessary. Japan have offered a surrender. Yeah, yeah, we know. But uh, you see, the thing is, my boss really wants to try this out. So we're just going to flatten a couple of cities. You know, scare the Russians, and uh, then we'll then we'll shut her down. But yeah, sorry, we're going to have to erase uh, a couple of cities. Couple of cities full of people. And then Steven Spielberg is going to make movies about how awesome we are. Okay. All right. Who's up for the future? Who feels good about it? Hey, what are the odds? We're never going to have a reckoning on our souls for any of this, are we? Nah. Nah. Now, nah, our, our great-grandchildren will not bear any of this shame. No. No, it'll be fine. It'll be fine. My band on YouTube yet? No. Amazingly no. Amazingly no. Who who's blackpilled? Who's lear- who's horrified? <laughs> There's so much, man. There's so much going on. You've no idea. Uh they should ask that quote. The Roman Empire, how often do you think about the Roman Empire? And it's like, oh, look, three times a week, five times a week. How how often do you think about World War II in the run of a week? See how many guys will answer that question, honestly. At least once a day. I think it comes up at least once a day. Soaker City says, now you're cooking with gas. Yeah, I've got a lot of gas to cook with. <laughs> made it made it very easy for me. Um, what's happening in Rumble? Anything? Is there anything in here? There is. GB Max is. Oh, I read that one, and I read that one, and I'm all caught up. It looks like. It looks like. Okie dokie. All right. <laughs> Still got a couple over here on entropy. Uh, Sergeant Rock, I, I read that one. This one, Alex Woods. I'm playing Sniper Elite while I listen to you, <laughs> and you're taking all the fun out of killing Nazis from my game. Thank you, sir. Killing is killing. You know, you should be doing it because it needs to be done, not because of who it is. That's that's where the uh, that's where the problem is. 
they've allowed or we have allowed or the world has allowed emotional decision making about the most serious of things it started with 9-11 and it never came back well no it started much earlier than that but that's the that's the really first truest form of mass formation psychosis that this term that has become you know kind of infamous over the last few years during the covid nightmare we've lived through mass formation psychosis is essentially when uh everybody at the same time collectively goes crazy and starts doing things that don't make any sense but because they've been terrified into into doing these things or tricked or they're in a psychosis and they're you know all in it in a in a massive scale that was after 9-11 How many buildings destroyed? How many planes? Who did this? Guys with box cutters. What? You found their passports? They're all from Saudi Arabia? Well, obviously we're going to war with Saudi Arabia. We're not going to war with Saudi Arabia. Why aren't we going to war with Saudi Arabia? They were all Saudi Arabian men. What's in Afghanistan? The guy that did this is in a cave in Afghanistan with Saudi Arabian hijackers that use box cutters. What does Iraq have to do with anything? We're in, they weren't Iraqi either. What, 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 is, what is happening with this? What weapons? Where? We still did it, didn't we? None of it made any sense. It was always nonsense. But the media made everybody emotionally invested. They played on your emotions and made you feel like you were a bad person. If you, and everyone just, just, just did it. We just checked out mentally and the adults didn't do their jobs and guard the walls and guard their children from liars and swindlers and circus freaks and carnival barkers. That's who is now in charge. That's who the media is. That's who the government is. Liars, swindlers, parasites, carnival barkers, circus freaks. Not people with intelligence, not people with principles, not people with honor, not people with a, you know, an actual steel resolve that can coolly keep their head together and make decisions based upon logic and, you know, foresight and not emotional knee-jerk reactions like just doing whatever you think is right at the time. Fuck, we're in such rough shape. But like, it's war, dude. That means dead kids. War equals dead kids. Always. There's no way around that. That will always happen. That always has happened. That will always happen. There is going to be some serious worst case scenarios come true for a lot of people when wars happen. Innocent people. Wrong place, wrong time. Nothing. I mean, that's just how it is. So if you're going to do that, you need to be rock-solid, ironclad shore that you can write down your reasoning and justification for all time, for all people to see and understand why you did it. And if you're right, everyone will be able to look at and read that and go, well, what choice did they have? And instead of of doing the opposite, like, these people are insane. (laughs) We're letting them we're letting these emotional people make decisions for us. Hyper feminine, hyper triggered, hyper emotional losers. Very feminine, very scared all the time. Everything's a crisis. Like is anybody else tired of this? I'm really tired of this feminine leadership. 
If they're not women, they act like women. All day, every day. And I'm not saying there's no place whatsoever, ever, in any instance that women could be involved in, you know, leadership and authority and so on. But for the love of God, every anything that happens is reacted with outrage. Oh, Pearl, oh, it's a Christ. Oh, my God. It's like living in a fucking high school every goddamn day. When is the last time you saw anyone just act like a grown man and, you know, what do you think about the latest scandal? of the? I don't get a hold of yourself. It's not a big deal. We have a, we have a lot of actual problems. You're, you're making this out of, like, they, it's like they can't wait to engage in the drama and the gossiping and the fucking telephone game. They, they, they got so wrapped up in themselves, they declared martial law on, on mine and yours and our collective imagination because they just had to go forward. They're, emo- they're entirely emotional driven all the time. And the police inside the pipeline and the RCMP, to their credit, tried to say, we're going down a rabbit hole of, of a media narrative here and the facts of the investigation do not reflect what's being said in the media. Was that person acknowledged and, and listened to? No, they weren't. They gave in to their emotions and they chased their emotions. But I just fucking feel like it's probably... I like the story. I like the story. Just admit it. That's what you did. You liked the story. It was a good story. It was a great story. Neo-Nazi militias threatening to overthrow all of North America. They've got guns and they're wearing skull masks. Oh, this is just like a shitty movie I watched. Oh, 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 this is a crisis. Oh, my God. Yep, yep. Do you see how their own narcissism fed into this? Because they all had to be at the center of something serious and important, and everybody just fed off of this. Oh, this is a big deal. Oh, we need to we need to brief the five eyes and tell it we gotta brief the CIA right now. Uh-huh. Cause you're so important, right? It's a big deal. It's a big deal. You're using your brain, aren't you? I just feel there is 99% too much feelings now. We need to abandon the feelings about nine. We need to lower that by about 99%. 99% less feelings in decision making and policy and national leadership, please. Because the whole feelings led approach is doing very poorly. Very poorly and hypocritical and haphazard because what are feelings? They're fickle, aren't they? Your feelings can change from one day to the next, can't they? How you feel about something today could change tomorrow. You could feel totally differently about it tomorrow. Why not run your entire country and future and uh, you know life and civilization based on something that changes like the weather? Not based in logic or science or reason. Or careful consideration and problem solving and yep, this is what we're going to have to do because logic and stick it to that. No, I just fucking feel, I feel this. We're High school girls need to not be in charge of the country. And right now, high school girls are in charge of the country. All parties, all seats, all members, the media, the government, all of them. They're all a bunch of little girls. They're all a bunch of little frightened girls. Jen Steen says Larry pretends to be the good guy while being the source of all evil. Philip knows. I think Philip's Larry's a lesser demon. That's why Philip tolerates him. 
Philip could easily crush him if he had to, but he he does have powers of his own. He knows how to do fractional reserve banking. He will sell you a mortgage on a house that is going to be questionably of a high like it's going to be loaded in such a way that you're you're going to get ripped off. Like you're going to find not at first, but you're going to be like this motherfucker and you're going to get mad. And it's going to be too late. You're locked in for 7 years. I mean, that's that's the kind of those are the kind of powers that Larry has. He also has powerful friends at newspapers. So if you if you start complaining about Larry's mortgaging business, uh, maybe maybe you're a Nazi and maybe it's in the newspapers about how bad you are, you know? Maybe you're you have a business, maybe your business starts getting review bombed. Maybe your maybe your website gets DDoSed, you know? Maybe your bank account gets canceled, okay? You be careful. You be careful around Larry. Look, you're making him upset? Satoshi Ape says, uh, like you are a Putin bot today, but if you're against the war, we are so gleefully supporting. Like you are a Putin bot. It's a stupid war. It has nothing to do with us. Why? Why are we there? Why? I just tweeted these basic things. Like, here's a bunch of things that's happening in Ukraine you probably don't know about. And had like a quarter million views or something. I quote tweeted uh, Spencer Fernando and being like, uh, you're retarded. There absolutely is NATO troops in Ukraine. And uh, he's just making things up. And then he, of course, blocked anyone. that. Had, so I was like, oh, also very sensitive. Super sensitive, hyper-feminine Spencer Fernando. Very, oh, she's very upset. He's <laughs> fucking feelings. Ooh. Oh, my God. That war is entirely our fault. 100%. And if we didn't, yeah, RIP German tank crew. A German tank crew was captured the other day, by the way. The Russians have it on video. They're speaking German. They're clearly German. What are they doing there dressed like Ukrainians? Huh? A lot of that happening. Just a matter of time. There's been uh, 20 or 30 Americans killed so far. They say, oh, they were volunteers. Were they? Were they volunteers? A couple Canadians. Of the, there, There's troops there now. There's NATO troops in Ukraine. 100% there is. I know some of them. They're there. <laughs> you know. Uh, the deal was, all we, we broke the deal. It was a very, very clear and simple deal, and then we just didn't follow it at all and basically tried to call the Russians bluff, and the Russians don't really bluff. Uh, they're tricky, but they're not, they're, they're tricky in a different way. They think differently than we do. And, uh, yeah, they, they invaded. So... If we hadn't supported this, $9 billion we gave them. A brand new, just for context, a state-of-the-art hospital. If you wanted to build a brand new hospital in, say, Calgary, Vancouver, wherever. $200, $250 million, that gets you a fucking banging brand new state-of-the-art hospital. How many of those could we have bought with $9 billion? A couple dozen, Right. We could have put a brand new state-of-the-art hospital in every major city in Canada, probably. But what did we do? Oh, we gave it to the cocaine cowboy. We gave it to a drug-addicted war criminal instead. Neat. That's neat. I like that. We've also given them all of our weapons and guns 
and now our soldiers are over there training his shitty military, of which there's no one left, th- th- which has killed over, it could be a million people, but at, at their official casualty statistics, it's over 500,000. Hundreds of thousands of people are now dead that didn't need to be. This war was a foregone conclusion over a year ago. Over a year ago. But it kept going. The slaughter and the killing kept... This is like if you were a boxing coach. You're in the guy's corner. Ukraine is your fighter, right? The fight begins. He gets his fucking face punched in in the first round. Really ugly. Really bad. Not good. Broken nose. Broken rib looks like. I don't know how the fuck he even finished the round. Comes and sits down. And you're like, huh, well, send him back out there. Second round's even worse. Still, he's alive, but barely. So you're like, oh, okay, well, he's never even going to get to the end of the fight at this rate. I'm going to start injecting him with drugs. I'm just going to give him meth. (laughs) I'm just going to keep whatever keeps him up and moving to just keep taking more of a beating. He's obviously outmatched, obviously outclassed. It's not even close. He's just getting, it's ugly. It's people are like screaming, stop the fight. And still, he won't go down because we these injections, these are the cash injections I'm talking about. Because with these billions of dollars, they can just continue this charade and find more people, give them guns. You know, they're giving them, grabbing them at gunpoint. Kids, 14-year-old kids, pregnant women, nine months pregnant, doesn't matter. 62-year-old women, doesn't matter. Without these billions of dollars, they don't have weapons. They don't have uniforms. They don't have radios. They don't have trucks. They don't have food. They don't have water. They don't have anything. They can't fight. It's over. It's over. The war is over. Well, we can't have that. The war must continue because it's costing the Russians money. This entire war is being done out of pettiness because they think it's costing the Russians money. They thought they were going to draw the Russians into this cataclysmic quagmire like Vietnam and bleed them dry. But the Russians had a strategy knowing that that's what they were planning to do because we're really stupid and obvious about everything that we do. And their counter-strategy worked perfectly. And they're well dug in. They're not going to be dislodged. You're going to just, they're just throwing wave after wave of human wave at these Russian defenses who get chewed up 50,000 people this summer. All of those men would still be alive, but we head to Slava. All of their families would still have their brothers and their, and their sons and their husbands and their fathers, but we head to Slava. Russian civilian targets are being hit by Ukrainian missiles and bombs on purpose. Little kids, women are getting killed on both sides. We have to slava. This continues, right? And you can say, well, listen, this war is not going to stop just because Canada pulls out of supporting it. You're right, it won't. But it won't be on our fucking hands, though. And it won't be with our money and our labor. That's your blood and sweat and toil. That's what tax money is. You go work. You go do, produce, whatever it is. Contribute to the GDP. The government takes a piece of your labor, your money, your labor, takes it, takes it from you, and uses it to to fund adventures like this for no fucking reason that any one of them who took the money and say repeatedly, we have the Slava, can explain why. None of them can explain why. They'll say, we have to stand up to Russia. We ha- Why? Why? Oh, because they'll invade all the things. How? Oh, these are too many questions. Police! Police arrest these journalists! Oh, just like, the, just like in Ukraine? Just like Gonzalo Lira. Huh? 
Just like Julian Assange? Huh? We're not the good guys, guy. This ain't it. Whatever whatever the West was, whenever we were, you know, this idea that we're the we're the good guys, we're the moral light in the world, that's just not true. That's just not correct. That's a lie. That's a fairy tale that we tell ourselves so we can sleep at night. Millions dead in Iraq, probably a million dead in Afghanistan. How many in Libya? How many in Somalia? How I mean, my fucking God, Syria. But my six million. Oh, so you care about innocent people dying? No, you don't, because we're killing innocent people every day all over the world in numbers that make that fucking little sideshow look like a joke. Like the Holodomor, for example. Much worse. Much worse. They estimate at least a million Iraqi people starved to death just because of the count, just to the effects of the war from the sanctions and the blockades and food not being able to move, no electricity, no running water anymore. Imagine thirsting to death, living in Baghdad. There's no power, there's no water, and you can't go outside to look for anything for your family because everybody's killing each other in the streets. Why did that have to happen? Well, because essentially we had to Slava. The same reasoning. Uh, Slava, that's why. That's why we had to do all those things. And I'm very tired of people who know nothing about these things acting like they're the authority on these things. The people least qualified to talk on these things are the ones saying the most that carries the most weight on these things. That is fucking crazy to me. That anybody listens to them. It's not crazy to me that they're saying it, but that anyone looks at that and doesn't immediately call them out on their shit blows my mind. Like, let's... So this guy I described already, this is what he said in our, in our parliament building. Understand what these people are clapping for and how it uh, affects you. I don't know why this keeps moving around. It is genocide. What Russian occupiers are doing to Ukraine. How many cigarettes does this guy smoke to sound like that? He sounds like a cartoon character. Genocide like the Tornado Battalion? In the Azov Battalion? Like ethnic cleansing? Is that what you mean? Or, or, or like... What are we doing? This guy's Jewish too, by the way. So. And when we want to win, when we call on the world to support us, it is not just about an ordinary conflict. It is. How? Why? It's about saving lives of millions of people. How? By killing millions of people? Literally. Physical salvation. Ordinary women and men, children, our families, whole communities. I've been conscripted and sent to the front. 
entire cities, Russia's destruction of Mariupol, of Valnavaha, or Bakhmut, or any other city. Why are those cities destroyed? Are they because you took them up as defensive positions in, in, the, in, the, in the front of the uh, Russian armored mechanized advance that you can't possibly fucking compete with at all? So instead of just surrendering, or instead of just negotiating a truce, you thought, hey, I'll just fucking stick all these guys in the windows of apartment buildings all over this fucking city, and we'll block by block just fight it out, fully knowing that the Russians are going to destroy this whole city block by block to root out all of the resistance in the way before they move on to the next target. So whose fault is it exactly that the cities are destroyed? Mr. Mann, who's obviously a military genius. Or village in Ukraine must not go unpunished. Clap for the death. Clap for the death, everybody. Yeah, I like this one especially. Yeah, you do it. You clap, you motherfucker. Live. You keep clapping. We just every the whole world has to fight Russia. <laughs> uh, that's not the one I want. There was a particular clip, or maybe I did get it already. This, the response is uh, from the prime minister is uh, amazing. I, I mean, I didn't, I didn't hear it yet. I just read what was said about what he said. So let's, let's enjoy, let's enjoy this together. Obviously, it's extremely upsetting that this happened. Uh, the speaker, speaker has. Uh, he's he's talking about the the Waffen SS officer guy. They all gave a fucking standing ovation to. That can never be undone. Did you think you'd live to see the day where a Waffen SS officer gets a standing ovation in the fucking Canadian Parliament? We were like a year away! No! Where's my... Canada! There's some things that you just how the fucking god did you the road is long This one should have been easy to miss It's like you went out of your way to hit this one He's 98 one more year six more months he probably wouldn't even be alive We were this close to making it over the finish line but no, everybody! The Waffen SS receives a standing ovation at a government body once again, and that honor belongs exclusively to Canada. Well done. <laughs> Thanks for paying attention. Damn! It's a lot to ask for and around here. Let's let's see what he says. Oh God, I'm afraid. Acknowledged his mistake uh, and has apologized, uh, but this is something that is deeply embarrassing to the Parliament of Canada and, by extension, to all Canadians. Uh, I think, particularly, of Jewish MPs and all members of the Jewish community across the country who are uh, celebrating Yom or commemorating Yom Kippur today. Uh, I think. 
it's going to be really important that all of us push back against Russian propaganda, Russian disinformation, and continue our steadfast and unequivocal support for Ukraine, uh, as uh, we did last week with announcing uh, further measures to stand with Ukraine in I, I just kind of want to try fentanyl all of a sudden. Oh. Um, he's not okay, is he? Uh, Russian, we got we to gotta make sure the Russian bots don't uh, get, the, get the things. I see. I see. So there you have it. That's the that's the Prime Minister's response to how did this happen? We need to push back against Russian propaganda. Uh right right. Yes. Okay. Yeah, he's not doing good. Good stuff, you know. <laughs> we have here in the chamber today Ukrainian Canadians like let, this is your own fault. Listen to what he says. This wasn't a surprise. Oh, I didn't know. You didn't know? He stood up and read this first. We have here in the chamber today Ukrainian Canadians, Ukrainian Canadian world veteran from the Second World War who fought the Ukrainian independence against the Russians and continues to support the troops today. He fought for Ukrainian independence against the Russians in World War II, huh? Even at his age of 98. Oh, well. Woo! They're literally wooing. Not a fucking... Not one of them. Nobody noticed. Not one of them noticed. And I'm making a point that they're all stupid and they, like, they should be paying attention. None of them, none of them were quick enough to catch... Look how fat that guy is. That is a, that is a triple XL suit, man. That's custom. That's a, that's a parachute stretched over a, stretch over something. That guy's fat too. Fat. Fat. They're everywhere. My God. This is the most exercise we've had all week. What Zelensky just do? He like did some kind of aggressive hand gesture there. <laughs> You're the man, Hunka. <laughs> That's what he did. <laughs> watch, watch him. He's the gr- little green goblin guy right here next to the prime minister. Buddies, there's the buddy in the gallery, right? That's him. Hunka is that his name? The Waffen SS officer. I love this timeline. This is the best shit ever. (laughs) 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 Ah, man, the elves. We broke them, dude. Diagonal broke these people. They don't know what's real, what's not real anymore. (laughs) They're just in a fucking total state of free fall. I I wish somebody could have like pulled me up years ago and be like, you know, in the future. (laughs) What do you what would you say the odds are? <laughs> you the man, Hunka! Look at him! Watch him! 
points back to him, too. The old guy's up there. He's like, yeah, you Jews, let's go. Let's go. Let's kill them Jews. Oh, wait, you're a Jew, too. Yeah, you know. You're one of the good ones. <laughs> and it goes on for a minute. No one's even stopped. Like, wait, who is this guy? They're just like, I'm an actor. I'm a trained seal. I'm just doing what I'm told to do. None of us His have a brain. His name is Yaroslav Hunka. And uh, I was going to say he's in the gallery, but I think you beat me to that. Oh, everyone seems to know. But I'm very proud to say that he is from North Bay and from my riding of Nipissing to Miskaming. Well, he's not from North Bay, is he, originally? <laughs> Look at that. He's reading this with full cunt. Look at the smile of the arrogance on his face. They're all just like... <laughs> We're all rich. We're all millionaires. This is fun. I'm the government. Yay. Mind-blowing. Did he write this himself? He was was writing the words, and he even kind of stumbled over it like, huh, I'm not really sure what that means. Listen to this. Listen to him. Fought the Ukrainian independence against the Russians. (laughs) There's a pause there like, wait, what? Listen to him again. Ukrainian independence against... He's fumbling over it. In the chamber today, Ukrainian Canadians, Ukrainian Canadian world veteran from the world veteran. Like, what is that? What world veteran? What are you talking about? Canadians, Ukrainian Canadian world veteran from the Second World War who fought the Ukrainian independence against the Russians and continues to support the <laughs> against the Russians. And he and he continues. <laughs> he knows. He. I wonder if his life flashed before his eyes right then. The Russians <laughs> and continues to support the troops All today, right. even at his age of ninety-eight. Good stuff, Canada. We're, we've got it under control. Woo! Woo! I'm drunk. I've been drinking since noon. Woo! Get the limbs out, boy! Woo! I'm retarded! Woo! Let's bomb some kids! Woo! You got, you're the man, hunker! <laughs> we'll never live this down. His name is Yaroslav. We'll never, man. The rest of the world's going to make fun of us forever now. So, might as well. <laughs> That's incredible. Never thought, I mean, hey, Canada's full of surprises, aren't they? Anything else? Is there anything left to this fucking mess? No, not really. (laughs) She left up last year, Freeland held up a scarf promoting fucking Stefan Bandera. Look that guy up. I don't know. None of you know anything. You just do what you're told, and it's blatantly obvious. It's, and uh, gee, I don't know why is everybody so angry. Because they're tired of no nothing busybodies like yourselves making all the decisions when you're the least qualified to make any decisions ever, anywhere. It's fucking frustrating. Let's, hey, since we're talking to government people that are smart and definitely not full of shit, um, I'm just going to present this without comment. 
I saw Cosman uh, tweet this the other day, and he's like, I don't know how anybody missed this. This is a real. This is a, and again another. What party is he in? Who cares? They're all like this. They're all this retarded. And he, like the rest of them, do you know what he's doing? Reading a script somebody handed him. Recently, I crossed a new Rubicon in 23 years of public service. I had to ask the OPP to come. 23 years of what did you call it? Public service? How big is your house? Show me how much you sacrificed for the public in 23 years, Charlie. I'd really love to see your works. I'd love to see your resume of toil and because 23 years is a long time to have a public service job, like being in the infantry. You know, a lot of guys don't even finish 20 or 25 years because it's hard on the body and the mind and the soul. And you can only have so many divorces. You know, there's got to be a limit on divorces. So I'm curious to what his level is. It's probably very similar. Let's listen. Just a new Rubicon in 23 years of public service. I had to ask the OPP to come and answer phones at my office because we were being overwhelmed with threats of violence against me, my staff, my family. Welcome to public life. What did you do? 2023 where death threats and intimidation are becoming part Do you see how, again, the career politician like Fat Charlie here immediately goes on the offense like, well, I'm the victim. My first question, I've already said it, what, what did you do? If someone comes to me, say this guy works for me, and he's like, yeah, uh, everybody in town says they're going to kill me. They hate me. They want me to die. They're going to keep calling my office. Like, they're driving by yelling at my office. They're blowing up the phones, their email. Like, they're fucking pissed. So how do we make them go away? That's your, op- that's your, wait a minute. You remember all that, that's, that shit I said earlier about how you're a representative of the constituency and... They're supposed you're supposed to be representing like their their wants and needs and desires and promoting their values and so on. Uh, is it possible they feel that you're not doing that and you're not doing that so badly that it's driven them mad? Are you a really terrible leader, Charlie? Is that possible? Could you at all be at fault here, or is this just simply the people? Is this another case of oh the people are wrong? Let them eat cake. I love how your brain works already. Part of the playbook of the far right. And it's not just politicians. We're seeing death threats against journalists, school board trustees, medical professionals. This fucking talking point again. Oh, uh, you see where he's going? You see what he's setting up? What's bubbling up in the conspiracy swamps of 4chan, Reddit, and X are increasingly crossing the line. He's reading a script. He has no idea what any of those things are. I'd be like, stop. Uh, Charlie, can you explain? what What is a 4chan? What is that? Into real life. Call it pitchfork politics. It represents a serious threat. Not pitchfork politics, as in angry mobs with pitchforks, as in angry people, as in angry disaffected people not satisfied with their government representation. Ergo, the pitchfork motif. So, in your own rambling, idiotic diatribe that one of your stupid, dumbs, probably this woman wrote for you. You yourself inadvertently admit that these people probably have some gripe against you. It's an angry mob with a pitchfork. It's pitchfork politics. But it's nothing you did. It's not your fault. It's just a bunch of racist people that just popped up out of nowhere overnight. And you, Charlie, the hero that you are, are simply weathering the storm from a bunch of Nazis to protect the people. Uh, what, What people? Not the ones with the pitchforks, obviously. Not just to public safety, but the very nature of democracy itself. These extremists make these threats because they can get away with it. Get to it. the point. 
It's time to mandate the RCMP to establish a registry of online domestic extremism. They need to have the resources to identify the sources of the threat, to make contact with them, and to keep track of them in a public registry. Democracy is in a very fragile place, and we need to work together to keep people and our system working. This is very dangerous to our democracy. This is very dangerous to our democracy. This is very dangerous to our democracy. Do you know... Uh, so, so he wants to do, he wants the police, if you're in America, the RCMP is basically the FBI here. He wants them to deal with people that are mean to him on the internet because they think he's a shitty leader. And he can't handle people using rough, aggressive language. This isn't repeated death threats from one individual or a, a small group of individuals, like a terror cell, like a bunch of guys from India that, you know, poses, you oh, we're here today, we're very happy to be here. They're just terrorists and they're fun sending money back to India and they blow up airplanes and they, you know, kill each other all over our streets and so on. Um, no, it's not. It, it's a whole pile of It's so vague and broad. It's phone calls, it's the internet, it's it's 4chan, it's the reddits, it's the all these things he doesn't even know what he's talking about. The RCMP needs to go and make all that go away! This is the government of Canada proposing the Stasi. You understand? You know, like communists would do. This man is a communist. As they all are. And if you think that the rest of the government don't want to agree with him, you're wrong. They're only going to vote whatever they think their base is going to uh, go for. When the day comes that they think they can all push this through and get away with it, they're going to do it. There's not leaders. There's no leaders there in your government, whatever party you think. They're not leaders. They're just automatons. They're not there to represent you. They're there to trick you. And they're good at it. They get paid a lot of money. And they've got a lot of money working for them to do it. Oh, good. So the Stasi's coming back. That's good. I, I can't wait until the RCMP controls the online harms and, you know, make sure people criticizing me are fucking have their life ruined and thrown in jail forever. Um, the Reverend Chad Croker. Hey, buddy, what's up? It's been a while. He says, why did they not wipe out the expeditionary forces at Dunkirk? An excellent question. There's numerous explanations depending on who you want to believe and, and whatnot, but um, it's hard to explain from the traditional narrative if you if you listen to the german side of it you'll hear that uh well they were trying to make peace with a defeated army you see the british were clearly defeated the french were obviously defeated it was over it was done your entire british army in europe meant to fight the war against germany like in world war one is trapped on a beach in dunkirk okay like three hundred thousand men are trapped in a tiny little pot. I can't remember what what is what was the real numbers. It was uh, uh, the entire military essentially were trapped there, and the Germans thought, well, we could just wipe them out or take them all prisoner, and, and that would be very ugly and humiliating. And and they're never, if we just let them go, and say, listen, let's just wrap this up. This doesn't need to go any further. Just shut her down. You know, we're gonna let you go in peace. Take your men, get them out of here, and let's just let's just be. No, like, come on, come to the table, guys. See see reason here. All right. 
pretty generous position from the Germans as well, but also knowing you're fighting a, you know, a global empire and, uh, you know, they, they, this was a come from behind victory in the first place. Nobody expected them to win. This was a huge, when that happened at the time, when the Germans broke through the Ardennes and crushed the fucking allied defenses and, and split them in half and then took Paris down, took France down and took, that would like shook the world. That was like, how the fuck did that even happen? The French had the biggest and most powerful military in the world at the time, bigger than more powerful than the United States. In 1940 when this happened. And the Germans just fucking cracked them in half like an egg. And everybody was like, well, that's fucking, that's fucking scary. (laughs) Like, okay, now that you've seen what we're capable of, please let's stop fighting. I'm going to let you go in peace. We're not going to kill. That was a risky move. That was the move they they chose to take. That was a deliberate uh, move. They had, you know... Others will say, well, the, the Panzer divisions they had were all out of gas, out of fuel. They needed a rest. They were up for days on end taking meth and fucking. That's also true, but they definitely could have pushed through and finished them off if they had to. Okay? Don't be ridiculous. They were told not to, and they did, and that was a mistake. They should have probably taken them all hostage. <laughs> they should have said, throw down your guns or we'll kill you all. I don't know, because that would have been it. And then those 300,000 men or 100,000 men, whatever it was, they escaped back to England, and then they guess what? They came back and, uh, you know, fought them later. So that's what you get. That was your. That's what you get for uh, showing mercy. I don't know. It's just uh, one of those things that happened, you know? History's crazy like that. They could have fucking just strafed that beach all day long with bombers too, man. There was nothing they could do. It was over. Um. DLK83 says, is there footage of Roosterhead clapping to this? Yeah, the whole building, dude. I don't think I have any more. I think I ditched the story. But that whole, that up top shot, that's every seat in Parliament. All of them. Every single one. You can get a map and it'll show you which seat is which riding. Napanee? Oh, there it is. Vancouver, what? There it is. Timmins? There it is. That's that seat. That particular one. There's somebody standing in it and clapping. Look at you go. Uh, PP was there clapping his little heart out. I'm sure she's, I don't know where she stands in there, but he's there somewhere. Uh, and now they're going to pretend. I can't believe I was still, this was the libs. It was all them. Uh, I can't be expected to think for myself. This is outrageous. Um, let's see. Let me go down. Holy, yeah. Larry's so lucky no one can believe. That is lucky, Larry. That's, that's right. You're right. Wallace Bengaro. Thank you, sir. Sergeant Rock says, sounds like the police, thesis and all media better learn how to fact check facts and base their stories and or cases on hard facts. If you don't want to lose them, how's that been going lately? <laughs> There's so much I want to say. I can't yet. I have to be patient. I'm learning a lot of real patience last couple of years um he said i don't know why this country's falling apart before our very eyes i yeah it's it's crazy when your your professionals just can't be bothered and things just start to degrade <laughs> curious that people mover for hire says the newcomers migrants demand a free ride daily because bro they're so angry when we make them pay like everyone else also he says couple diagonians insulted me randomly he looks like he's never folded a towel before i was confused <laughs> What? I don't know what that means. Never folded a towel before. Um, are you really dirty? I I don't I don't know. That's I don't have I don't have any context. I can't explain that one for you. 
Jensen says the green costume sold me from day one. That's how you know he's a he's a serious warrior. He's in green fatigues, sort of. I mean, it was never supposed to last this long, and he still we're we're in year two of this, and he's like, "Can I please wear different clothes?" No, shut up. Wear the costume. Like, I think the prime minister requested that he wear it. What's with his face, guys? What's with his head? Now we're going to talk with something weird. Why is there a dot on his head all the time? Remember when he had the band aid right there? Like, that is a weird spot. Like, oh, I got... Uh. Since then, two different times, including the other day, he was given a speech. There, there it is again. Now you've got a scab or a little cut right there. What keeps happening to your fucking forehead? Yeah, people are like brains. Are- no, lobotomy scars are over here. We're not that lucky. I hope it's not like a rug burn, you know? Hands, knees, head on the carpet. You know? I don't know. I don't know, guys. What... What, what am I what am I to believe what am I to what am I to imagine what else could it be now every time you guys see that that's all you're gonna think our prime minister just fucking get fuck <laughs> oh Canada Drew says a few bucks for a new razor salt. Yeah, now yeah, I couldn't even get away with one night without shaving, huh? Huh? I've got a I've got a couple of cuts. I'm trying to I'm trying to heal them up. Give me one day. You're just threatened by it. You're threatened. You're afraid it's going to come back. <laughs> threatened by it. Feather not dot says came in late. Did I miss a standing ovation for the? Yes, you, it was like basically two hours of that. Um, for the SS dude in Parliament, is it too late to talk about the differences about legal and lawful? <laughs> Anderson says, uh, in their defense, they thought he was from Hogan's Heroes. Probably they don't. There's not a lot of thinking that goes on in that place. CRJ says, what a day! Somewhere in heaven, Himmler spat his beer out laughing. <laughs> Jesus Christ! Afreception says, I wonder what the long game is when the West continually destabilizes random countries and then imports in mass unvetted piles of fams, fighting age males, yes, from the aforementioned. I'm impressed by how our government one-ups its own blunders. Great show. It is. It is a great time. I've got some of that. We'll get to some of that. I think we're done with the Nazi grandpa. (laughs) Nazi grandpa versus massive war criminal. But everyone's like, old man makes me upset. He's killing people right now. The old man has to go! Like, how much longer? The reign of the boomers is just never fucking ending, is it? It will never end! They took all the boosters and still, we still have to put up with this. Uh, drops a sense. Thank you very much, sir or madam. I, I can't remember. Thank you, sir. You've been around a long time, man. I appreciate it. Thanks. He says, uh, there are herds... In various parts of the animal kingdom, but nothing compares to the herd mentality of the two-legged kind when it comes to destruction and loss of life. Thanks, man, for your self-awareness, critical thinking, and preparedness for uncertainty. I'm not prepared. I'm just angry about it all. <laughs> uh, Wallace Bangaro says, Heil Unka Hunka. <laughs> unka Hunka? <laughs> this guy's now become a national meme. It's, it's, so, it's impossible to live here and not make fun of everything, or you'll go crazy. Jensen says, thanks for all the belly laughs. Cheeks are hurting. Good. It's better than your head hurting. Just move it down to here. It's up here. That's a, that's cancer. 
<laughs> Man, the government, I get, my head keeps hurting. That's a brain tumor. Yeah, you got to you gotta get it out or you'll get a brain tumor. Uh, Drew says, maybe don't mock Sheila Lewis after she was murdered by the AHS shitbird, Charlie. Oh, did he? Did he? Is he one of the guys that mocked Sheila Lewis for dying because she wasn't worthy of being vaccinated? I, once again, these people want to complain, oh, my Nazis, I can't believe they would just be, I would do things, I mean, people have rights, you know, die in a hole, you bitch, you're not even vaccinated, ah, you're, you okay, okay, Mrs. 6969. Fucking, you sound popular. Oh, wait, wasn't there a guy this name was six David 6969, wasn't it? Is this his wife? I've got questions for Who's the other couple? We we went over this, all right? Two six, that's four. There's, who are the other two? Now his wife is coming out to give some open source intelligence. CSIS, you better be taking notes. This is quality OSINT right here. Now we know there's a Mrs. 6969, and she says the following. The same politicians that wrote laws leading to a 12-year-old getting jailed for anti-Semitism gave a standing ovation to a Nazi in the same week. Well, it was in Canada. It was in New York, I think. I saw it going around saying it was in Canada. No, it was a kid, it was a kid from New York this happened. It wasn't Canada. I don't know why they said that, but um, yeah. But it's the same. It's basically the same thing. They would They would do that. If that happened in Canada, the same thing would happen here. I saw a guy get... Uh, Hate speech, inciting hate, being mean to Jews, whatever he got charged. Some guy in Quebec, he got 18 months for posting something on the internet that was mean. Mean words, 18 months. I didn't read it. I don't know what it said. Neither did the news tell you what he said. Just said that it was really mean and really bad. Oh, okay. Feather not dots. Because there's a lot of things that people say about, you know, white folks that, uh, you know, doesn't really... I mean, some of these are old. But, I mean, not really old, like a year old, maybe, or two. This is just a taste. I mean, this is... If you think this, these attitudes don't exist, I mean... We... <laughs> oh! Here, now this is going to be a couple-minute collection of uh, just people. Just people saying that we need to kill all of the white people. And uh, all of the white babies and all the white women and yeah, they need we need a white genocide. Yes, y'all need it. Some of them are even other white people. That's how deep the programming goes. Mm. Oh look, more flags, more virtue signaling flags. That's how you know they're a good person. Oh, a cutesy little emoji. We needed white genocide. No, there's another one. It's good. Yep. On God. Oh, wow. Really? We can just say this shit all the time, huh? A deep hatred for white men. That says a... Yeah? Oh, yeah? I dare you to try. That would go a real long way into getting a lot of people motivated. Your culture is jello salads. Oh, yeah? kill all the white people over 30. Oh, okay. I see. All the women. Oh, just the women? Specifically all the white women. I, uh, weird. Okay. When I say we need to kill them all, I mean it. Oh. This is why we gotta kill them all. This goes on for a while. 
so they we need to kill them all so they understand what we go through. Oh yeah? Like World War Two? World War One? I'd say that was a white genocide, those world wars. Stop having kids, white women. I see. We need a holocaust for white people. Pretty specific. Very nice. Eradicate white mothers, of course. Why wouldn't you? Very good. Very progressive. That's good stuff. And then it just abruptly ends. But, you know, it's just the, the stuff that's out there. These people act like you don't know what we go through. Mm. Mm. I think a lot of people are tolerating a lot more than you realize, and I don't know how long that you know, patience is going to last. It, it, it feels limited, you know? It feels like the patience level, they'll they'll reach a point where it's like like water boiling over a pot. You'll be like, uh-oh, ran out. Patience ran out. There was a limit on it after all. No shit. Everyone's real mad now. All right. Uh, Feather Not Dot says, listening to a different thought stream. How dare you? He says, sorry, uh, don't get jealous. You don't have to invade a country with weapons to conquer a country. All you have to do is implode the country. All you have to do to implode the country is by collapsing the currency. There's a lot of ways you can do it. Uh, every one of those ways is being uh, played out on us right now, including currency collapse. The multiculture, our country will cannibalize its, it, its set, I think itself. You're watching too many streams at once, he says. We're getting close. A storm is coming. It's going to be a bad decade, I'm pretty sure. Hellbilly Deluxe says, here's your gift dollars, Hellenar. <laughs> Thanks, man. How you doing? Uh, Anastasia says, you know you want to do the breaded, bearded calendar still. <laughs> I've got a beard. I've got a fake beard that uh, Kyra knitted me. I could put that on. I could grow. I, I will grow it back eventually. I just I look too old with it now. I've grown accustomed to not having it. Maybe I'll just do this. I'll just do the five o'clock shadow thing forever. Right? It looks like I could go either way. Makes me look slightly unstable, like I've been up all night. You know? I don't know. Might be the best of both worlds. What do you guys think? <laughs> uh, uh, would only take a few days to grow. That's your superpower. This is one day. This is one day. Yes. I shaved like little over, little over, little over 24 hours ago. And now it's like, I'm homeless already. All right. I'm that guy. One of those guys. Um, pilot, it just, the way the lights, it makes it look worse. It's not that dark. Pilot Mike says, I didn't have that on my bingo card for 2023. I don't think any of us did. No. Uh, fuck all 338 of them. Fuck, fuck them all because they all are shirking and abandoning their responsibilities to look after their own people. None of them are doing that. None of them are even trying to do that. They're all self-interested. The standards of the the type of person that should be in that building are like, they've fallen all the way through the floor and into the basement. Uh, Waffen number 14. <laughs> it says some slashes. Thanks, man, for the support. Appreciate it. Pear. Hey, the Swedish Dagalonian contingent is, is reporting in from Stockholm. He says bomb in apartment building three taken to hospital. The house evacuated it as it may collapse. I didn't notice the bangs anymore. Or I don't notice the bangs anymore. About two kilometers from me. There's a bombing every other day in Sweden. That's now the, that's the, that's the normal standard. A bomb attack is happens every other day on average in Sweden because diversity, because you know, open borders. It's our strength, and having women run everything, and hyper feminine men, and just very agreeable people that lit physically and literally bend over and pull their panties down for anybody that asks. That's who you want to have running your country when you have enemies abroad that would love to take advantage of you by doing those things. Obviously, put those people in charge. That's why. What could go wrong? Um. Never heard of diverse noise. Just saying, Waffen number 14 says. That that was it from Pear. That, that's the noise of diversity. Sometimes it uh, sounds like ambulance sirens. 
Uh, they come in different. They're European kind. It's gun AK forty seven gunfire at night, uh, screaming. Um, that, that that's usually the sounds of that's usually the sounds of it. Yeah, especially in France and Italy and Germany and England and Belgium and Holland and Spain and it's all it's all going very well. All the things that everyone predicted would happen five ten years ago have all come true. And all the people that called us crazy are all, you know, just saying we're still crazy even though it's happening. And they're just completely oblivious that they've been fucking wrong about everything. They're a cult. They're never going to admit anything. And you just stop trying to talk to them or, or regard them as, as equals because they're not. They're brainwashed automatons and they're not coming back, a lot of these people. Uh, Jenstein says for CRJ. What, what does that mean for him? Do you want me to give this to him? I don't want to give him my money. I, I need this money. I need I need to pay. I've got legal bills. <laughs> I've got they took they fucking axed most of my pensional benefits. Uh my military what I get from the military I think is like 1600 bucks a month now. That's it to live on. That's my pension now. So, that's not going to cover five people, you know. <laughs> Sorry to say. The average rent in Nova Scotia is $2,100 a month. Average rent for an apartment or, you know, just on average for a place to live. So it doesn't even cover that. It doesn't even cover it. 14 and a half years. That's what you get. You don't even get You don't even get enough rent money. So uh, let's see. Where am I? Jenstein. Okay. So for bad grandpa, get in here and help with the YouTube ban. Am I, am I banned on YouTube? Or, no, I'm still there. They'll ban me after once they. It's usually whenever I talk about the jabbings. That's They don't like that. There's a few that will get you insta banned, but I mean, who cares? I, I'm not. <laughs> uh, Wall Wallace Bengaro says it's a class war, guys. Yeah, it's it, it kind of is. There's one special tribal class, and then there's everybody else, and uh, lots of people think they're you know. No, not me. I'm on their team. I'm gonna. No, you're gonna get run over too. We're, once we're all out of the way, you're next. Synthetic C17 says good evening. <laughs> yeah. How you doing? Thanks for coming. He says, vindication must be sweet when you're needing a break from milkshakes. Please enjoy some greasy garlic fingers for me. Garlic fingers. I haven't had those in a long time. Uh, yeah, I mean, it wasn't that sweet. It was just kind of, you're happy it's out there, but it doesn't feel like a victory. It feels like correcting something that was broken. That was always, that should never have been broken in the first place. It's not the same as as a feeling of accomplishment when you build something that where there previously was nothing. You've created something. You've expanded something. You've improved something. This was something that was taken away from us, taken away from me, my reputation, my um, you know, my freedom, my name, and then I had to then suffer through all of this and work through all of this to partially restore that. Although it'll never be fully restored, the damage these people have done. Um, I could have been, you know, again, almost got murdered, but, um, so this is not really, a, <laughs> this is just kind of minorly all, somewhat writing some wrongs, but, um, it's, not, I, I'm not going to stop until these people are completely destroyed. Um, they're a malignant tumor and they exist to hurt people. They're, they're the PR team for the communists. They run cover for them. Uh, you, th you think they're going to say anything about this, what happened in Parliament? No, they're going to run cover for the government. The government pays them. The liberal government has paid them. And they're full-blown, openly communists. 
We wear our biases on our sleeves. We are openly anti-fascist. That means you're a communist, okay? If someone says they're anti-fascist, of course I'm anti-fascist. No, 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 no. That's just a name. That's the name of a brand, okay, of an ideology, which is they're communists. Apperception says now I have to have more children, especially since I'm over 30. Those thoughtful remarks that are not persecuted mercilessly for incite to violence or whatever it's called must have motivated this Gen Xer. Good. Good. We do we do need more people. We're we're really outnumbered. White you know white people are like eight percent of the world. I don't know how old I was when I first read that statistic and internalized that and actually went, Oh, that yeah, that's that makes that wow, that's true, isn't it? Yeah. So, you know. Ah, oh, the minorities. Well, I mean, here, but on Earth, I mean, it's a global society, isn't it? Aren't we a globalized world? Aren't we a post-national state? So if the whole world is a post-national state and we're supposed to, you know, protect minorities and worry about, well, that would mean all the white people should get all the benefits of everything because we're the, we're the smallest minority of all the races in the world. There's less of us than anybody else. Isn't that how it works? Give me my fucking castle back. Where's my reparations? Where's my reparations? Where is my lordship and my fiefdom in Scotland? Hello? I would like that back now. I want my, you know, I'm a, I'm a minority. And none of, no, nothing they believe in stands up to, like, logical scrutiny at all. Not Nothing. Really nothing. None of it. None of it. It's all nonsense. It's the battle of the nonsense gobbledygook people versus the few of us remaining that are still alive that... Still have a functioning brain and an and an uh, you know a serviceable soul. It hasn't been corrupted to the point of a worth. You know this person's not coming back. It's sir, we can use this. We, we've got something to work. Your soul is is serviceable and your brain works. There's like maybe five thousand of us left on all of planet Earth. <laughs> we need guys. We need to we need to build a town and build big walls around the whole thing. And we need uh, you know. We need to build a cement foundation around the outside so they can't tunnel in from underneath because they'll try. They'll get us with tunnels eventually. So we'll need a moat. We'll need, you know, cement barriers five kilometers out in every direction. It's going to be very expensive. It's going to take a long time. But do you want to get eaten by zombies? I don't. I don't want that. Uh, uh, Hillbilly Deluxe says, by the way, wife two says hi. What? Not your second wife. Your wife two, Hillbilly Deluxe, right? You guys used to be around a lot. Hello! Waffen number 14 says, Can someone write a book uh, called How to Lose Your Sark Wife? Hmm. There are some, let's call them, extreme measures. Now, <laughs> you could try. What? Hmm. Uh, let's see. I need the right. Oh, fuck. There it is. All right. Now, I want you to be very careful when you consider this. Yeah. There is a number of ways to do this. If you're at that, if you're at that stage. And you're like, I got to get rid of it. It's divorce time. You need to come around or it's over. There are films and presentations that exist 
And I'm not talking easing her in slowly. I'm not talking any lubricants. I'm not talking anything like that. I'm talking about you go straight for the big guy. The big E word. Dot net. You you throw that in her face. And you're getting a resolution to this problem one way or another. You're either going to have a whole new wife, or you're going to have a whole new life. Censored movie, lastbattle.net. <laughs> new wife, new life. It's up to you. That's 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 going to have an. Imp- I promise that's going to have an impact on your relationship. I can't see in which direction for sure. But uh, pretty good chance. Pretty good chance something something will shake loose. Let's just say. Uh, Spawn says instant YouTube ban. Pedo fucks allow educational videos of <laughs> fags showing minors how to wax their. A- oh my god! What a- asshole waxing is approved for kids is educational, is it? And some comedians just amplify the behavior. Yeah, that's that's really fucking horrible and disturbing. A cow punch and dirt bag. What's up, brother? He says, take my money. I've missed too many rage casts lately, but I'm back. Thanks for everything you do, brother. Thanks, man. I appreciate you. I, I get a kick out of seeing some of the people that I've seen for like years and years. You've been around a long time. Uh, uh, GB Max says, they're too stupid to understand. Whites are the only thing in the way of them getting wiped out. Re-hail the queen bee. Well, yeah, how do I explain this? We talk, I was talking about this the other day. It's like this. Like... You've got all these, at least in a large hemisphere of the world, a lot of the nation states are kind of beholden to the same cast of rulership. <laughs> and uh, there's no, there's no like rogue states. There's no, none of the liberal democracies, they're all run by the same folks, right? They're all subscribing to the same ideology. They're all rainbow people, mass migration, refugees welcome, ban all the guns, censor the internet, massive interest rates print everyone into, into oblivion, destroy the currency, centralize control of farming and the food. They're all we're all moving into a communist dictatorship under these freaks, these fucking freaks. So, there's no enemy nation that threatens to really disrupt that besides maybe the Russians, but they don't really have, you know. There's a different reason why Russians are, you know. He's got a sore spot for those ones. Underneath the nation state, the next most powerful entity or tribe that could exist that could that could threaten should it organize itself in that manner as a collective would be european people if they did that they're being collect now they're being collectively attacked you've seen it there's a lot of this stuff out there man it's everywhere it's in the media it's all over the place you can't even get certain jobs now a friend of the family tried to get a job and had the job and then at the last minute oh well a diverse person has asked for the job so they get it now over you that's policy it's racist policy uh, but that's how it works and so white people are being attacked as a collective from outside outside forces view us as a collective, as a pejorative, attack them as such. However, 
if they try to defend themselves as a collective identity, that is regarded as the worst and most dangerous and scary and awful thing ever imaginable. Why? Because that would probably lead to an effective defense of them being attacked collectively. You can't have a collective attack uh, defended as individuals. You have to defend yourselves as, as a collective if you're being attacked as a collective. And that's why they don't want you to do it. That's why anybody that tries to do it is labeled all these things and attacked for just pointing out and just, you know, thinking things out and thinking things through and talking about things that they observe or think uh, it's how they're going. You're, you're treated like a criminal for that, right? Um, so, and, and that's that's the majority controlling interest in these home countries. So if you smash that, if you if you bring this collective identity to a point where it's ne- it's never going to matter because there's so few of them, they're so disenfranchised, they're so poor and broke, and it won't even matter. Even if they did all organize, it wouldn't matter anymore. It wouldn't matter anyway. There's not enough of them. We've reduced the birth rates too low. We've uh, you know destroyed their economic centers in their cities. We've printed all the money into oblivion. We've destroyed their heritage, their culture, their heroes. We've literally torn down their statues in front of them. We've uh, you know rewrote their history. We're rewriting their even their childhood history. All the Disney movies are being you know whitewashed or blackwashed, whatever you want to call it. All these characters, they're all being they need to be diverse. Is you know the code for being erased. All the redheaded people and they're all being wiped out of everything. Um, so. You know, this just continues, and no one seems to notice. Or, well, not no one, but uh, a lot of people don't want to notice or don't want to think that's that's what's happening. But once once that block of the human population has been reduced and kind of suppressed to a point where it doesn't have the power it used to have, the middle class people in the Western world used to be as a as a group of people. If they decided to tribe up and get together and make something happen, man, that was a fucking middle class America in the 1980s who's fucking with that nobody is going to fuck with that the government wouldn't even do that you get run over in most in most countries right but now it's not like that anymore now we're going to have 10 different ethnicities they're all going to fight each other and 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 the ruling class will never have to worry about any kind of you know challenge to its power because the components for that to even happen the conditions for those things to fall into place to where a challenger could, you know, fight them for control of, of power, that doesn't those those conditions don't even exist anymore. So it can't happen. That's that's what's that's what's up. This is how the Chinese used to control the Mongolians. This is where Genghis Khan came from. Genghis Khan was one of the clan leaders or became one of the clan leaders and realized and acknowledged that they were all fighting each other while being lorded over by the Chinese. If they all worked together against the Chinese as a collective, as Mongolians, rather than fighting each other, that they would win, and they did. But we live in, you know, the powers that be in the state that we have want to keep us in that previous paradigm where i'd rather have 10 different as many different tribes as possible segregate them all and then have all of the minor ones attack the bigger one because we're still the the, you know super majority in all these countries although that's dropping rapidly i think canada's 69 percent um united states is is it under it's 60 percent it was 98 percent uh european and now it's like six you know once that gets down enough all right, and we're using all of these other other tribes to attack this one, and we're just in, in this manner. We're bringing them all down in power, <clears throat> in power level, in organizational level, in national unity is being eroded, um, social cohesion is being eroded. So you're seeing everything being broken off into different, you know, um, tribes and so on. So what was used to be, 
you know, a unified, solid nation of people working collectively together as a people, that's all over. Now you have a bunch of individuals fighting each other for the scraps at the table. And they're just... If it was the other way around, if these, if all the European countries were, if it was backwards and, uh, you know, they were all run by black people and were 95% black and there was fucking, you know, billions of white people hanging out in Africa, then they would be shipping us into these countries to fucking cause mayhem into the millions and doing the exact, and they, it, it would just be the same. It doesn't matter, but that's, this is just the way the board's laid out and this is what's happening. You can't even talk. Some countries have outlawed that. You can't even talk about this shit in Germany anymore. I think it's illegal. They're <laughs> just going to put you in jail. They have the police monitoring their political opposition. The pol- the uh, the PPC in this country is being monitored by the by the police. That came out in the HateGate documents. They're they're why? Oh, they we don't like what they believe in. We don't like what they're say- thinking and saying. So we should we might have to put them all in jail. It's crazy. Oh, that was from somebody's, yeah, How to Lose Your Cirque Wife. <laughs> or no, that was an Odyssey one, wasn't it? Yeah. Or maybe it wasn't. I don't know. I don't know where that where that came from. But, oh, uh, yeah, that's uh, for supposedly to be white privilege. I have experienced not a lot of that in my life. I was born in a trailer park to a working poor family. And for me to make anything of myself, I had to join the combat infantry in wartime. And everything I own and everything I was able to achieve was was through that, basically service to the empire as a legionnaire. And uh, you get a meager pension and a lot of injuries and phys- problems, and <laughs> they send you on your way. Um, same story with a lot of my friends. And uh, the ones that weren't able to work uh, tough, tough jobs, they're not, they, they didn't go work on oil rigs and didn't get jobs in the lobster fishing industry or the fishing industry or go into forestry or join the military or something like that. They're mostly just became drug addicts and killed themselves. And you know, remember that song, that offspring song, the kids aren't all right. That's, that's pretty accurate. I think that applies to a lot of people my age now. I don't see a lot of privilege. I see a lot of our money being taken to support wars that none of us voted for. We were never asked for any of this. I see a lot of our money being taken out of our hands, out of our mouths, uh, to the point of now homelessness is is worse than it's ever been, and that money is being used to house Somalians and Eritreans who are running through the streets, you know, in gang wars. Now we have to pay for that. For some, is that is that the privilege? I'm just I don't understand the privilege. You know. You're a benefit of slave labor. So you're so you're saying that my ancestors and my family members, my grandfather, my great grandfather, my great great grandfather, where where does it start where they became where they're evil? And that my family line is evil. Um I reject that fully. Um and no, everyone should. Your ancestors were not evil. They were your family and uh Pretty good chance, considering this is how people thought back then. They had generational thinking. They did things. They built buildings, structures, took on projects, not for themselves, but knowing that their children and their grandchildren and maybe their great-grandchildren could benefit from this in the future. And that's why they did things. They literally had you in mind while they were making these decisions. And and what, you're supposed to forsake them because you know our enemies said so. Your enemies are telling you to hate yourself and hate your own family and hate your own ancestors. And you're like, okay. 
Okie dokie. Yeah, it's privilege. It's all this white privilege and all this. Well, speaking of this memorial I went to the other day, I saw a lot of white privilege there. In Canada, this is kind of what it looks like, you know, because we're a super white privileged country. This is what the white privilege in Canada looks like. Looks like a bunch of dead white faces on the side of a mural for a war we shouldn't have been in. Had nothing to do with us and claimed 160 lives in combat. A couple, two or three hundred more in suicides after that. And thousands more wounded. There they go again. All those shitty white people doing shitty things like being the army and such. It's probably 98% that way. 97. It's overwhelmingly that way. But don't worry. We're going to fix the recruiting problems. <laughs> Speaking of. So we're going to do this now. You can, gr- you can, this is an actual Navy sailor. Hey, Drew, you still here? Get a load of this. <laughs> Introducing Abel Seaman Parker. Okay. He is literally dressed like the guy from Office Space, the neighbor. He has a handlebar mustache sideburns, long hair, and a baseball hat. Just full-blown. Lewis, what was the guy's name? Uh, If you know Office Space, you'll know who I mean. One in ten positions in the armed forces is unfilled and recruitment isn't keeping up. It's a lot worse than that. They're lying about the numbers, guys. It's much worse than they're saying it is. But uh, it says there's a staffing crisis. Yes, to put it mildly. To put it mildly. And we're just going to have no dress code anymore. Um, so we're going to lower the standards incredibly. We're going to have fat, short, tiny women, <laughs> old men. We're going to have, oh, my God. Oh, my Lord. We're going to throw out every lesson we ever learned about how to run a functional war fighting force uh, because woke. That That's what we're going to do. So we're just not going to have any standards anymore. We're going to lower fitness standards have long gone since gone out the window. Signing bonuses and try before you buy. So you can just show up and be in their military for like, I think it's up to a year and go, you know what? Never mind. I changed my mind. Some sailors have pink hair, others multiple earrings in each ear. Well, I mean, we always knew the Navy was gay, but we're just giving them an opportunity to really present themselves as they are, you know? Even face tattoos are okay. The decision is one of addressing the tension created by accelerated generational change, says General Wayne Iyer, the chief communist of defense staff, said in a video announcing the change. Uniformity does not equal discipline. Oh, my God. Any more than the color or length of your hair defines your commitment. <laughs> I love how like they could just rewrite the rule books right in front of us and pretend like it's always been this way. Anything for a dollar, huh, Wayne? Anything for a dollar. Oh, I'm sorry. Was it Sailor First Class Parker? I don't give a fuck. Who cares? These Navy positions are. At least 10,000 positions are empty. Yeah, including representing one in 10 roles. Okay, so here's how CBC is lying. At least 10,000 positions are empty, representing 1 in 10, so 10%. CBC is alleging that the military of Canada is 100,000 men. It's more like 35,000. <clears throat> Oh, I'm sorry. Not men. 35,000 they, them, Gigiers, and able kind. People kind. And at least 10,000 are, are short in an army of about, it's down to about 34, 32,000. 
when it was at basically full strength when I was in, but still not quite during wartime, it was like 77,000. It's definitely not 100,000. Definitely not. Absolutely not. And they're saying, we're v- I'm very worried about our numbers, Communist Wayne told the House of Commons. Really? How are you now? Our readiness is going down. The military we have today is not one we need for the future. Well, you shouldn't have destroyed it. I guess. Now you're going to pretend like you care? You don't care. You destroyed the whole fucking thing. Let's look at McDonald's. You guys like McDonald's? You're being attacked. Okay. Here's here's evidence. This is a Japanese, or is it Chinese? Japan. Okay, so here's a Japanese McDonald's commercial on the left. This is a family of presumably just Japanese people eating McDonald's. Two girls and their dad, it looks like. Or whatever the commercial says. Spot the difference, it says. Okay, that's Japan. Oh, here's America. Uh... This is the official McDonald's Twitter account, by the way. So McDonald's Twitter in Japan, I don't know what it says, translation. It probably doesn't say, black trans women have a simple message, stop killing us. (laughs) (laughs) It's a genocide! Why is McDonald's... Is this because these are your top customers? Are 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 you killing them with nuggets? Everything is fucking turned into politics, hasn't it? And it's all very subversive politics. On the one hand, you have McDonald's in Japan saying, you know, hey, take your family out to McDonald's and buy our shitty garbage food. And over here, it's, no! Lizzo's mad! Like, hmm. Spot the difference indeed. I don't want to spot the difference anymore. I mean, you could care about this. They'll just pick apart everything I say, everything I'm, I'm trying to talk about, and be like, oh my God, he said... Yeah, you're killing everybody. Homeless encampments at an all-time high in Ottawa. Yeah. It's getting cold. Winter's coming. How's your new life? You like living in a plastic tent under a tree? Huh? This is what our soldiers died for. Obviously. We had to we had to crush the Germans because otherwise this guy might not have been able to fucking be lived forced to live in a tent in the future. Have kids having their, you know, genitals mangled by freak show carnival people. Spent five months at the Ottawa Mission Shelter, but between the theft and crowds and downtown drug scene, he felt he needed a place to be alone. He's this is better. He's chosen this. I had to get away from there to keep my own sanity. It isn't his first in camp. He's urban camping. That's another one. Who's this? Kale Brown. 
said there was a massive rise in encampments during the pandemic. It's called people losing everything because the government destroyed their lives and now they're homeless. And just so you know, it's going to continue to get a lot worse. 20% of Canadian mortgages are in danger of going bust by New Year, by this new year coming up, 2024. So spring of 2024, you can look for 20% of total Canadian mortgages to go under, which would be thousands of people living in the streets on top of the of top of how many are already there. Meanwhile, we have a government across the board, liberal, conservative, doesn't matter what kind of tie you have on, orange tie, doesn't matter, pick one, doesn't matter. They all want to have mass migration. And refugees welcome and we have to have diversity. Blah, blah, blah. See, here's the thing. When the housing shortage we have, it's a housing crisis. Everyone wants to talk about a housing crisis. That means... You don't have enough houses. Why do you need houses? You need houses for people because people need houses to live in. Right. We have too many people, not enough houses. I understand the problem. So what should we do? Should we build more houses to accommodate the people? Yes, but we should also bring in millions of people outpacing the rate at which we could build houses, thus making the problem worse. Why should we do this? Well, we shouldn't, but we're retarded and we're destroying ourselves on purpose. Oh, yes. Housing crisis. That means migrate millions of people into the country. And anyone that challenges that idea based on practical logic, like we don't have enough people to put them in houses, there's not enough houses, more people is going to make it worse. That means Hitler to these people because they're all very smart and they know all about, they listen, they're Nazi experts. They can fucking spot a Nazi if he was standing right in front of them in the House of Commons. That's how... That's how that's how expertly tuned their fucking radars are to who's a bad guy and not. That they'll just... <laughs> oh, and by the way, uh, this affects us too. This is the U.S. border uh, now. Migrant encounters at the southern border are surging... It's completely out of control. This summer with cities straining and the National Guard says they can no longer contain it and they're forced to just let illegals into the country all day, every day, because it's just to nearly half a million Venezuelans already in the country, allowing them to legally work. None of them will come here either because Roxham Road doesn't exist. But th- oh, we closed it. No, you didn't. No, you didn't. And they're still being bussed in here. They're still being sent in here. The New York government is still sending people. They're paying them to send them to Canada because they don't want to deal with them, right? This is our problem too. Thousands more migrants are arriving daily, testing the Biden administration's migration strategy. ABC's Matt Rivers is in El Paso. My migration strategy looks like a door that has been closed and locked from the inside. With the new border chief in charge there, good morning, Matt. Good morning, Martha. We had an exclusive conversation with the new Border Patrol Chief, Jason Owens, who laid out the myriad challenges facing his organization amidst unrelenting historic migration. The crisis continues. Unrelenting historic migration. They're just migrating. They're like birds. They're just showing up. And they're a lot. That's how it is. Like these people don't believe in national. Like they don't believe this is a part of this is an aspect of nationalism that you have borders. You have a clearly defined space that belongs to you and your people. Like this is our house. This is where we live. This is our territory. Like you might as well rip the doors off your home because we're all sharing now because we're all communists now. They're just migrating. This land is your land. This land is my land. It's all just kumbaya. Continues at the U.S.-Mexico border. The highest total of migrant encounters since December and this month reportedly on pace to surpass that figure. Good. And this morning, exclusive access to the top U.S. official on the front line. 
Border Patrol Chief Jason Owens giving ABC News his first interview since taking over the top job nearly three months this ago. This was a conspiracy theory three and, years ago. And the threats that we're seeing uh, with fentanyl and with uh, criminal organizations that, uh, that are our adversary, it's about as bad as I've ever seen it. The last week has been intense to say the least. Thousands crossing per day in the latest spike in migration. We haven't seen these numbers since the end of Title 42, the pandemic-era policy that allowed officials to quickly expel most migrants at the border without allowing asylum claims. How sustainable is this, your ability to respond to this amount of people at the border? This isn't sustainable. This is uh, up and down the system. Uh, everybody is overwhelmed, even the government of Mexico, which have been great partners for us. The U.S. Border Patrol... A lot of times our facilities are already over capacity. Nowhere more overwhelmed than the small town of Eagle Pass, Texas, where thousands of migrants converged and crossed over the last week. Behind that, in part, or... Look, if you notice, they're all just grown men. Like, overwhelmingly, 95% just men that are alone by themselves. Just piles and pile, endless hordes of men. Organized crime. Officials say human oh, look, more men surged migrants to that area for a reason. So you believe what's happening? I thought they were refugees. Now they're just migrants. Interesting. Eagle Pass is directly a distraction to occupy your time instead of looking at something else. I believe it's a money-making opportunity for those smugglers, and I believe it's a distraction for them to cross other things into the country. Other things like? Narcotics, fentanyl, uh, bulk cash, weapons, people of interest, whether it be hardened criminals, gang members, convicted, convicted sexual predators. Owen says his agents should be focused on stopping those kind of things, but yeah. instead must deal with unrelenting flows of migrants. It's Because the government politicians are encouraging everybody, oh, it's wide open, it's everybody's allowed, yeah. And this, you know, crime will spike, murders will spike, it's... it's Two things you could consider. Deploy the military to the border. Erect a full kilometer. You guys can use a mile in the United States if you'd like. A full kilometer, at least. I think one kilometer is sufficient. And every hundred meters, there will be signs, warnings in numerous languages. There will even be little kiosks playing on a loop for you to observe an animation of what's going to happen if you continue walking in this direction and they're going to get aggressively more and they're all going to say eventually when you reach the reach the end of this road you will be shot in the face the border is closed any incursions beyond this specific point is considered a hostile act on the people of the United States and will be met with deadly force. If you wish to immigrate to our country, there are designated ports of entry that we will direct you to. This fence is not one of those places. You are considered an invader and you will be shot dead. Are there any questions? Uh, yeah, there, you crossed a kilometer of warnings before you got here. It's on you. That's your fault. I'm sorry. And that would that would probably end that pretty fast. People would stop trying to get in if they kept getting shot and killed, if there's just like piles of bodies everywhere, everybody trying to get in. And it's like, hey, it's them or it's the American people. I don't know how many of these people are going to be rapists or murderers or gang members of the MS-13 or the cartel. I have no fucking idea. It's not a chance I'm willing to take and risk another cannon hit it. Or any of these fucking dozens and dozens. I don't even know how many there is. There's got to be hundreds, thousands by now of these murders from these gang members and cartel members. And they ship them back to Mexico and they just come right back in and do it again. 
That's a risk that I am tactically not willing to take. If I was charged with securing this border, I would say the risks aren't worth it. Shoot anybody that tries to get beyond that point. They were amply warned. They knew what they were doing. There's an animation. The halfway mark, there's a whole fucking... There's there's robots acting out a play. Trying to get to the wall. and Look, let me in. Nope, go back. I'm coming in. No, you're not. Click, clack, last warning. I'm coming in. Bang. That's you. That's what's going. That's going to be you. Turn around and go back. Second option: you could invade Mexico. Invading Mexico makes way more sense than doing anything in the Ukraine. Mexico is a national security threat to the United States. Mexico is facilitating all of these, uh, or at least has the conditions where all of these drug cartels and gang members are operating freely inside their country, smuggling all kinds of weapons and drugs and human trafficking into the United States through the open border in Mexico and in the United States. Uh, they're not at all seem to be capable of resolving this situation, which is killing your citizens as the United States. So in order to protect them and keep this problem from getting worse we're gonna have to occupy mexico and shut their border down for them because they don't seem to know how to fucking do that or are you are you letting this happen you know i wouldn't be i would not be playing too nice with mexico if i was the united states right now i'd be putting a lot of pressure on them i'd be having i'd have divisions of united states marines on the border right now like i will fucking destroy you if you don't sort this out i will come in there and lay waste to you like you've never like you've never fucking seen before i guarantee the people of the united states would be way more behind that war than any other war that's been fought in a hundred years we're invading Mexico. Yeah, the drug cartels have got to go. They're wreaking chaos all over America. All of the dr- all of this is coming from them. I mean, we maybe. I mean, Colombia might be a stretch. It's we're getting you know it's far away, but this is directly our neighbor. Could you imagine if Canada was just a just a well? Maybe it will be that soon. It's just a hellscape of of criminals. It's just a fentanyl candy land, and you know every kind of horror you can imagine is just being fed pumped into the United States to make money from our border. And you think the United States would just they would never put up with this. But you can't be racist, so you have to let Mexico. Hey, sorry, Holmes. There's nothing we can do, I say. Hey, Mexico is always having a problem with the cartels, okay? The the Mexican military was beaten by the cartels. The, they, the Mexican military tried to face off with the cartels like two years ago, three years ago. You remember this? And they lost. The cartel beat the military. The cartels run Mexico. It's a narco state like Colombia was in the or probably still is. So if you're like, we need to slava and stick it to Putin. Mm. Okay, what else do we have? Well, the Saddam Hussein is really mean and he's in Iraq and okay, yeah, what else? Oh, Gaddafi and Libya is trying to start his own currency and I think uh, okay, pass. What else do you got? Uh, Mexico is run by gangster criminals that are, you know, directly killing thousands of Americans every year. No, what was that one? Go back to that one. What was that? Who's killing us? One of these people are actually killing Americans. Really? Say so. I'm gonna spin my globe, and I'm gonna spin. I'm gonna spin the big un- Uncle Sam fucking eagle talons, and they're gonna land. Bang! Mexico. That's who's getting it today. You want to taste some F-18s? Get your fucking drug situation under control, or I'm going to do it for you. Absolutely. That should be the policy of the United States. That makes sense. Never mind the human waves coming over. This should have been dealt with in the 80s or the 90s. Never mind now it's just human wave of whoever the fuck wants to come into America. And they're like, oh, we can't process them. Shut your fucking border. 
Shut your fucking border. Shut the fucking... Hey, let's all... Let's do a song, you know? Deploy your military. Shut the border. If they can't get in, they're going to stop coming. This helps no one. You can't feed and house these people. There's nowhere for them to go. There's nothing for them to do. Everything's falling apart. It's just going to make everything worse. You can't help them. You could help your own citizens. Why don't you fucking start with that and shut the border? Holy God. It's... It's it's intentional. It's treason. They're intentionally destroying the United States. Just get in. Get as many in as you fucking can. Well, this is going to put a strain on it. doesn't matter. More, 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 more. Every country all over the world is dealing with this. Ireland's going to double its population. All of, all of Africa's moving into Ireland now, right? It's just a coincidence that this is happening again. Collectively, all of the white people countries have to have this happen. But if any of them act as though, hey, wait a minute. Are we being targeted as white people countries? No, no, that's that's racist. You can't that's you can't do that. It your individualism. None of you have anything in common. Shut up. Everybody shut up. <laughs> All right. I found and then okay, I gotta get out of here in a minute. I've probably said too much. It's your so. background. So I was I hate it opens in the corner. I gotta drag the video over. Um <laughs> I don't know who dug it. Was it Fairy that dug this up? Anyway, I found it. But I've said I've I've made this exact argument I don't know how many times. And it, and it the universe provides, doesn't it? I said like now because our governments will say, "Oh, oh a Canadian is a Canadian is a Ca-. So just because you're here and you've been here for 2 years, that's what makes you Canadian. That's what you ask because I've done this before on Twitter and elsewhere where I'm like, "What makes you a Canadian?" Can anyone even fucking tell me? What's your what's your you know foundational principles your values what what makes you unique what makes you different than say a Spaniard or a Frenchman or a German or a Russian or an Englishman or American why are you a Canadian what makes you different than them why what what is it uh, well you get citizenship after three years no two of the last three years you can be here for one year, go back to Pakistan for a year, come back for a year, and then stay for a second year, then go back. Congratulations, you're a Canadian citizen now. <laughs> so that's what that's all it takes. So I guess that means that to be a Canadian, all it means is that you've stood on the magic dirt for a predetermined amount of time. I guess it's two out of the last three years. Or is it three of the last five years? Something about three years. You just stand here long enough, and then you're the same as me. You're the same as everybody that's been here, and their families have been here since the 1700s and earlier, and since before Canada even existed, before Acadia even existed. That was a whole other country that used to exist that now doesn't in the Maritimes. It's where a lot of American French-speaking people in Louisiana came from. Did you know that? They came from up here in Canada. It used to be a place called Acadia. It doesn't exist anymore. It was conquered and destroyed and wiped out. A bunch of those people migrated. They went down to, that's where Louisiana escape down there to go be with their french brethren before it was sold off so does it make the magic dirt does it so i said do i if i go to japan if i move to japan and and everyone would laugh it's like am i japanese if i live there for 10 years if i learn japanese and speak japanese and i've been in japan paying japanese taxes for 10 years on a japanese house with a with a japanese wife am i personally a japanese person because when you say Japanese, you're going to, this guy looks Japanese. If he told me he was Japanese, I would say, okay, I believe you. <laughs> right? 
If I told him I was Canadian, he'd look at me and go, yeah, he would believe me based on my appearance and how I sound. So can I move to Japan and be Japanese? Well, it just so happens there is a family of white people in Japan that have been living there for a long time, four generations. And here's what they have to say about the, uh, the subject. It's your background. So I was born and raised in Tokyo, Japan. My family's been living in Japan for past three generations. All four of my grandparents moved to Japan in the 50s and 60s. My parents, they both grew up in Hokkaido, Japan. I went to Japanese school mostly, but I also went to college in London. Yeah. So he's Japanese, right? Shouldn't he be? Like his whole family's been living there since the 50s. He's a third generation. A Japanese! Isn't he? Isn't he? Yeah, that's me basically. Like, why, why does that feel weird to say? Why won't you accept him as a Japanese man? You see how the logic doesn't make sense? Like, why, why can't it? It should apply both ways, but yet it doesn't. Why is that? Do you consider yourself British or Japanese? Yeah, I think it's changing every minute, <laughs> almost. Okay. So when I was growing up, I thought I'm British, but I grew up in Japan. In the UK, I say I grew up in Japan, I'm from Japan, but I never say I'm Japanese. I'm not from a Japanese family, so I'm quite hesitant to say I'm Japanese, and I would never say that. It's very hard to fully feel Japanese if you're not ethnically fully Japanese. Oh, what happened? Screen crashed. Oh, no. Did, am I back? What happened there? That's never happened before. The whole thing glitched out there for a second. Uh, I don't know how much of that you, you caught, so I'm just going to go back and finish this. Okay. So when I was growing up, I thought I'm British, but I grew up in Japan. In the UK, I say I grew up in Japan, I'm from Japan, but I never say I'm Japanese. I'm not from a Japanese family, so I'm quite hesitant to say I'm Japanese, and I would never say that. It's very hard to fully feel Japanese if you're not ethnically fully Japanese. It's hard to say you're Japanese when you're not Japanese. <laughs> right? Pretty fun. Yes, he's right. He's like, I'm from there. I grew up there. I'm, I'm not Japanese. I'm from Japan, though. I'm a white guy from Japan, but I'm not Japanese. Well, where did you come from? England. My family's from England. Oh, and he speaks fluent Japanese, just to prove the point. He, yeah, he's clearly grown up there his whole life. Hmm. Hmm. Now, <laughs> it's just funny, you know? Doesn't go both ways, does it? <laughs> Can't really be fully Japanese if I'm not Japanese. And the Japanese have a very strong uh, culture and identity, don't they? When someone says Japanese, you know what, you know, you know what that looks like, sounds like Chinese, you know, Russian. We don't have one. We have magic dirt that you stand on for a few minutes and then you're just in. Um, I called another stream a little while ago. Uh, what I call it? Hotel something. It's like it's supposed to be like Hotel California. You can check in, but you can't leave. That's Canada. We're basically just a giant hotel. We're a giant motel. That's what we share in common. See, the Japanese 
their culture is such a way that I mean they 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 care about their family and their heritage and their they're very proud to be Japanese and this guy you know they they let him live there his whole family they're allowed to live there and be, participate and be part of the society that's fine they're just different though he's never going to be Japanese I mean look at him <laughs> they know that he knows that right there's an understanding in Canada though uh, what is it to be Canadian ah uh, you're just here for a few minutes. What, that's what's tying this place together. That's what's that's our cultural identity is that we all live in we all we all have a room in the same hotel. That's keeping us together. We all have check-in cards at the hotel Astoria or whatever. That's Canada. Just be here. Just be here for a few minutes. Congratulations, you're in. That's all it takes. Get a rainbow flag on your way out. <laughs> you know. If you see any Waffen SS guys, make sure you clap for them. <laughs> and it's all Russian agents, remember. If anybody's telling you anything like this, it's it's upsetting you. It's just it's just Russian agents, okay? Um, let me read a couple more of these and then we'll get out of here. So I can try and finish whatever the hell it was I was saying that's going to get me in trouble. Um, Pat was right. Says Europa woke me up. It's a, it's quite a, it's a lot going on in that little presentation. Uh, Jenstein says my young niece has aggressive cancer. I wonder why all of a sudden. That's awful. I'm sorry to hear that, man. Those aggressive cancers are up. What did they say? Five hundred percent. It's just another thing we're not going to talk about. It's another thing that's right in front of everyone that's on everyone's minds, but we're just not going to talk about it because that's just too crazy. We, I mean, why would we? Uh, Glisherful says, if we're building a town with a moat, can it have crocodiles? It has to have crocodiles, yep. I feel like moats need crocodiles. They need something deadly and scary. Piranhas, maybe. Uh, what are the other? Barracudas. We'll fill it with all kinds of dangerous, scary things. Sharks. Um, I don't know. Harvey Weinstein, <laughs> Dean Murdoch, <laughs> Snake. Yeah, that was a great game. I don't know why I picked that music, but I felt like it's a tense situation. You know, if you're going to cirque wife, you're going to lose her or you're going to fix her. One way or another, you're just going to go right go right for the hammer. <laughs> Give her that movie. <laughs> Man on the Mountain says, I missed so much of Dag's women OTP. What is that, OTP? Talking about baking something. I think they may be forming the Muffin Waffen. And maybe that's open source intelligence. Is that, is that what you're talking about? Yeah. Cesus might have missed that one. Plutonymous says, Father McKenzie, we are overdue for the cry of the Diagaloon. <laughs> There's been a couple tonight. Thanks, man. Poop platter, a medium-sized pee-pee. Or that's kind of a small, uh, I don't know, average, average pee-pee. Thank you. Jenstein says, love this community. Look at Derek living like a king. Insert Tom Petty when your bulldog barks. Thanks for the energy and humor. I consider you better than Chappelle. That's crazy to say. Chappelle's, I mean, what he does is very good. I would love to do, that's like my dream job, to have just like a sketch comedy show. It would be the funniest fucking, <laughs> I just sit around with a bunch of guys and be like, what, what else would be hilarious? And just do that all, all day. That's like the, that'd be the best thing in the world. But. You know, we can't have nice things because we have communists. So, you know, you're not allowed to laugh. You can't have a sense of humor because if you're making anything funny, it has to be kind of true or it's not that funny if it's not true. And you're not allowed to tell the truth in communist post-national state world because it's racist. Apperception uh, says Russia is not buying into all our new nonsense. No, the Russians are they're going to be just fine. Uh, he says maybe that's why they're the bad guys again. Well, 
they uh, <laughs> after the Bolshevik Revolution, later on through Stalin's years, they kind of did away with a lot of certain kinds of people, let's say. And, uh, you know, eventually they're not fans. You know, the special people are not fans of the Russian people. There's a grudge going back a long way now. And uh, they apparently still have to pay for it. Um, he says, no mandatory diversity hires, alphabet dominance. They're, go they're getting pretty subverted, though. Russia, too, is also. They're getting hate speech laws and all the same kind of, sh like, they're getting all the same shit we are sooner or later. And they're starting to move down that road. They do have a ton of free space, though. Just throwing it out there again. Uh, Jenstein says, Philip said hush about Colombia and fentanyl is from China. S some of it. Colombia might be getting in on that. You don't know. They're going to compete. Glisterful says, if I've learned anything from COVID, a song and choreographed dance will prevent anything at all bad. Should work for illegal immigration. That's right. We haven't seen the dancing border guards. The border guards should start doing some dancing, and that should that should sort us out. A bad grandpa, thank you, man. I appreciate it. That's very nice of you. He says, great show. Thank you, bad grandpa. And Plutonymous says, we are living through the biggest bank robbery in history. The bloated banksters and their chosen ones who run this crime syndicate are stealing everything they can. You will own nothing. They are going to try to get everything. That's right. Rye Paloma says, I'm Latino, and it's disgusting seeing streamers from South America tell Latinos online that they should come to Canada, while 50% of Canadians are $200 away from paying their bills. We were lied to. That's the other thing. A lot of people are showing up thinking like, oh, we're going to get all kinds of free shit. Who's telling them this? Because someone is. That's the thing. These people aren't just, what is possessing them to get up in the numbers that they are and just grab everything they can get and just beeline it to Canada or America or Europe as fa at, at, at complete risk of life and limb? Like, we're going to take you across the Mediterranean, these boats, you might die. What is possessing them? Do you think they just did that overnight on their own? They just woke up and decided, you know what we should do? Or do you, and, and how did they do it? Do you know sub-Saharan Africans, like, they, they live on, like, what is it, like, five bucks a day? They don't... How, where are they getting the money and the resources to make this kind of... Tra to make these treks, to even get to Libya, to even pay to get on one of these boats, which this whole thing is a giant... You know, there's a lot of money being made here on these human... Tra these these They call them coyotes down in the state, the people that bring the people back and forth across the border. This is a whole industry, dude. How are these poor people paying for this? Who's facilitating this? Who's telling them to do these things? Where is all of this coming from? And Oh. Okay. I'm not supposed to talk anymore about that. Uh, all I can say is that there's non-government organizations that are spearheading a much of this, and they all share a very, uh, well, a common, like, let's say a soccer team. If they all like the same kind of soccer... It's a soccer reference! It's a soccer... It's a metaphor. It's, it's a, me a metaphor. A metaphor. All right. Never mind. I'm not allowed to talk about it anymore. They won't let me. <laughs> all right. Did I get them all? Yeah. Larry. Larry's upset. You know, I don't like to make him upset. All right. We get them all. That's football, guys. <laughs> That's all it is. All right. We got that, we got that, we got all this. Okay, good. Borders being overwhelmed. <laughs> Is there anything else I wanted to get to before I get out of here? <laughs> all right. I missed a lot. Um, I 
Rapes through the roof. France ravaged by migrant rapes. Spate of sexual assaults targeting elderly women sweep the nation. That's good. This is all from Germany. I'll beat you until you die on video. Black man threatens to kill German lesbians in shocking video. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Ryan uh, tweeted this. They hate you. Yeah. Gang member free on bond for capital murder when he executed a boy and the stepfather who tried to shield him from bullets gets life. He was just barely 11. Where's the George Floyd riots? This is every day, guys. Every day. You saw you saw all those tweets. Did you think that was uh, made up? So they're they're flooding the country. <laughs> the white people countries are being flooded with people that are not white, and at the same time, telling those people that they should go there. Uh, it's going to be great. You're going to get all kinds of shit. And also, uh, those people deserve it, though. They have it coming. They're a bunch of racist, colonizing, murdering, you know, thugs and pieces of shit. And they're the reason why everything in your life sucks. And that's why all blah, 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 blah. Basically going to blame us for, all, for everything. And, um, and just mass import them. This is North Africa. These, these guys are all on the way to Italy. Look at all the kids. Look at all the refugees. Enjoy, France. Yeah. Right? Collectively, um, things are being done <laughs> that many people have argued and continue to argue that would constitute an attack. You're being collectively attacked, but you cannot, if you try to collectively defend yourself, uh, they'll come after you. Would they do that because it was because it's a bad idea? Or are they doing it because it might work? Or would work? And who would come after you? You may find that it's uh, people that share a lot of peculiar coincidences with those that are, once again, bringing many people into the country in the first place. So they're bringing them in and silencing you at the same time about it. This is probably the biggest issue uh, that's going to make a difference, like long term down the road, like taxes, money printing, all of these things, Ukraine war, yeah, whatever. But permanently changing the face of the country by importing an entirely, like doubling the size of your population from people that are from a completely, not just a different ethnicity, but a different cultural type entirely. The, it guarantees friction and violence and fighting. It guarantees it. That's That seems to be why they're doing it. No one will talk about this. No one will address it. No one will, will even entertain the idea of maybe we should be talking about this because no one asked any of us for any of this. There was no vote. There was no referendum. There was no survey. There wasn't even a, a form you could go on the internet and click yes or no. Hey, what do you think? Should we bring the entire planet into this country or, or what? We need cheap labor. That's one of the other things they'll say. We need the labor. We need the labor. Uh-huh. Is that why unemployment's like going through the roof and everybody's homeless? We don't need labor. We need jobs. You need jobs and places to live. And your so-called solution to this problem is just making it vastly fucking worse. Sorry, I question your leadership abilities, and I don't think you know what you're doing. I don't think so. But I've uh, gone on about this long enough, and it's it's been long enough. 
So, you know, we live in a country where uh, nobody knows what they're doing. They can't be bothered. So it's going to be off to. It's going to have to be up to us. It's it's going to be the people that notice and can tell what's happening. And your ability and your courage, your level of ability and your level of more most importantly, how much courage you can summon and fortitude internally that you can build to accept responsibility for your own fate and accept responsibility for your own life and understand that the powers that be, the systems that you grew up appreciating and taking for granted, they're not going to last forever. They're not going to be here much longer and things aren't looking very good. Um, That's the bad news. The good news is that you probably have a lot more agency and ability to do something about this than you realize. And a lot of that starts with yourself. And this is, you know, speaks this for everybody, you know, all of us included. We were brought to this place. We were able to be brought down to this place of such a low opinion of ourselves, of low, like we're acting like a people with terrible self-esteem, aren't we? We're acting like a bunch of people that have been, uh, had their balls cut off, you know, cocked and beat, you know, humiliated and just walking around with our heads down, just taking it because we feel like, you know. Maybe we deserve it, or we're too weak to do anything about it. We're, we're, we're demoralized. That's been a careful uh, process that's happened over the decades of demoralization to bring us down to this point, to strip us of our, our, our moral values, our virtues, our, our belief systems, our, our fundamental um, you know, pieces of what makes us who we are as a people, what made us unique in the first place. Those things have been eroded away and stripped away. Now we're just a bunch of aimless, bumbling around, fat, slob, you know, can't pay attention, ADD, on all kinds of drugs, prescription drugs, recreational drugs, drinking, you know, smoking weed, massive, constantly entertained, constantly need to be, you know, distracted. We're not better. We are, we've been lessened. We've been weakened. The type of men and women that we used to have, our grand, think of your grandparents. Think of what they lived through and survived and what they had to go through and experience. And not only did they do it, but how they did it. They did it with dignity, with their chin up and their chest out. They didn't get pushed around and shoved around and, and fucking cower and be afraid of somebody calling them names. Can you imagine your grandparents, people that were born in the 20s and 30s, getting all bent out of shape because somebody's going to call them names? These people would work in fields in like full-blown suit and tie if they had to. The crazy hours in coal mines, the fucking lo- the shit that they had to put up with and do it and deal with and endure. We've become so much weaker as as individuals, as a collective, as people just the people, the quality of people has been lowered so much that it's made all of this possible. So how do we how do you fix that? It starts with each of us as an individual. We have to hold ourselves accountable. We can all do better. We can all try harder. We can all be better versions of ourselves and stop succumbing and giving in to these, uh, these, these, the petty distractions and stupid shit. Focus on yourself and build yourself up stronger. Get healthier. Become smarter. Become more capable. Become more resourceful. Learn skills. Make friends. Network. Build things. Become more strong. Become more powerful yourself. As an individual, be the best version of yourself that you can be, someone that you would look up to. Who would you wish you had as an older brother or an older sister or a father or a mother? Maybe you didn't get one when you grew up. Maybe you maybe you didn't have any role models. I was very lucky and blessed that I've had a fucking ton. I've had a bunch. 
Maybe you don't have one. Imagine one. Imagine that person that you wish you had, that person that, you know, that you could have looked up to to go, I, you know, and follow them and model them. Imagine who that person is and then decide that that's going to be you from now on. Everybody starts doing that. We're not a fucking, you don't have a pushover joke population anymore, do you? You have a bunch of people taking themselves seriously, taking their health seriously, their mind seriously, their surroundings, their family, everything much more thoughtfully, like it matters. Now, with people like that, that's a different story. You can do something with people like that. People like that can get some shit done, can't they? Our grandparents sure did. And the, and the best news of all, they are you and you are them. You literally share the same heartbeat. Ain't nothing to it but to do it. You know what I mean? They want you small and weak and pathetic and addicted to drugs and fat and tired and uh, and a victim. That's what they want for you. And they're the enemy. How do you fight? By giving the enemy what he wants? Or stopping him from getting what he wants and you get what you want instead? Build up yourself, find your friends, build each other up together, and the tribe becomes stronger. Bad Grandpa, let's get it done. That's right. Thank you guys. Appreciate you. Hope you have a good week. It's okay to demand higher standards, as we say. Greg Greg likes that one. If you can't demand them of yourself, if you can't get higher standards out of yourself, you got no business asking anybody else to either. We all got to do it. That's it for me. I'm going to bed. I'm tired. I wonder who they're going to... Uh, Honor in the House of Commons next. Maybe Mao Zedong is gonna. Xi Jinping, maybe. Why don't I get the parade? Why am I not being worshipping the Canadian Parliament? Maybe next time, G. Put a call in with PP. Maybe PP will let you do it. Six seven Tourettes, drop back! See you next time.
No, Phil. No, that's not what it means. No, that's not what it means. No. No, they they weren't approving it. No, you can't take him out. No. I don't think he's going to want to. You can't take Hunka out for a death squad mission. No, Parliament did not sign off on this. You're reading into this way too hard, Phil. Phil! Phil! Get back! Stop! How do you already have so many followers? going to see how this plays out. I'm not getting involved. They're, they're going to kill us for this one, Phil. Definitely. 